gentlemen and welcome to a brand new beats brews and points of view podcast i'm your host neil richter along with my partner in podcasting e-man bates the pip that is me and we are here in our basement actually for episode 114 yeah we're back we back back. took some time off had to recalculate reform rest you know the three r's grieve everything like there's like so much that went on in the last um, few months so yeah, I mean, do you want to get into why we were off, I guess? We don't have to get super into it. Maybe we'll detail that on a later episode because we have a action-packed full episode planned already for this bad boy. Um, we are going to run down our top 25 albums of 2022 for you. Um, a lot of music came out since we've been off and, and uh, you know, over the last year that we've played throughout the, uh, the podcast. And I'm excited to talk about some of it. My list is was uh, 50. I whittled it down to 25, and that was way harder than it should have been for me. But um, yeah, and I know E-Man had probably the same exact struggles I did because him and I listened to too much music. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to be back. We've got um, you know, new things in uh, in order coming up. We have a few ideas planned that are going to be pretty cool and a little bit different than the format we went through um, last year doing. Um, but before we get into our top twenty-five list, I I do actually want to touch on while we were off. Okay, to be honest all right, with okay. You. Not right, not cool. not, and I'm not gonna touch on it long. But uh, long story short, man, I I was I've been doing some grieving. If you guys are familiar with our Mother's Day episode a couple of years ago, I think it was like episode like forty-eight or something like that, forty-nine. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, Glow passed away. My grandmother, uh, back in August of last year, I. Yeah, I, honestly, I just need to take some time to really get my head right because that didn't, yeah, that didn't sit. I mean, obviously, I took that as well as you can, but it's it's a lot, man, with yeah, a lot of a lot of personal things going on. Uh, I want to say shout out to Neil. You know, my roommate has been with, with me most of the process through this, like, you know, being just uh, there, you know? Yep. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been checking in. Like, I, you know, I didn't make that public or anything like that. Right, so. yeah. Uh, and it's hard to come on this platform and do, you know, when when you're going through shit that it's as heavy as that to want to get on a microphone and try to, you know, be I mean, positive, we, you know? yeah, and I, shout out to Arctic Circle, too, for that, for being patient with us on that, too. Just one of those things is, like, I know I found out, it was between that and then my uncle passed not too long, a couple of weeks after that, mm-hmm. and then we had a, uh, we had a, 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 what do you call it, a, a trivia night. Yep. playing with them and then i found out maybe like 30 minutes before that happened i'm like dude i can't take this back and forth so yeah. that i just want to yeah 
shout out to like everybody that's been checking in. I, I really appreciate you guys. I'm definitely better. I, honestly, if I wasn't feeling better, I probably wouldn't be on this microphone right now talking. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been a process with that man. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be recording again. I mean this is a really dope setup. I mean sure Neil is. got the ambiance of this place yeah. down to be honest with you. Yeah man, this is this is gonna be good. Yep. Uh, but as he was saying, yeah, we took some time off, not only just to grieve, but we really want to reformat this show. Yep. So going forward, we don't want to do like the weekly topic thing anymore. Uh, I mean, we got if you guys want to check that out, there's 139 episodes of yeah. back catalog of that, yeah. uh, which is fine. We're still going to have guests, obviously. Mm-hmm. We still got our homies. We still got some people we reaching out to and some some bigger names. So I'm, I'm actually really happy about yep. that. But we want to make this more of like a journalistic thing, more of like educational. an inform- educational, more informative. We want to do something a little bit more with sub substance you know because yeah. i mean you can go these days there's so many different podcasts out there these days that cover the same amount of stuff i feel like we do have something unique here yeah. to where we can make this as cool as it can be i mean you right. you know if you if they want to go there i mean that's that's one route not knocking anybody for doing that i just don't think that's our right. path anymore yep. just the more i talk to you about it like off mic and things like that I'm just happy the direction we're going. Like I, I mean, we're. St- I know we teased a wrestling episode back in August. That is coming. That's I just want to throw it out there. Uh, a Motown Museum. Motown Museum one. Shout out to our homegirl Uni. Yeah, uh, Uni episode. One of, one of the lost episodes. <laughs> so we actually did this cannabis infused dinner uh, with her back in like October. And we were going to record there, but I'm going to just keep it a buck with y'all. We got, we got super sued. fucking high. <laughs> and, and, and there's clips there that we're going to, you know, we might use here and there. But, like, yeah, there's no way that episode would have saw the light of day how, how it was. <laughs> Shout That's out to sure. Uni, man. She killed it. That's for sure. Uh, but then also, yep. like, going forward, you know, we've got the studio in the house set up now. So... You know, you're going to get a little bit of a mixed bags from us. You know, sometimes we'll do these like journalistic educational episodes. Sometimes if him and I just want to come on and talk about some new music that's inspiring us, that we will do that as well. And then we're also definitely not dialing back on the interviews. A lot of people. Absolutely um, not. That's one of our. A lot of, lot, we, I see the requests. I see yep. the DMs. And we love I get that. the that's, text messages. That's part of I the reason it. why we started this I, was to give the voice to Detroit I, artists. So. I want to. And I'm speaking, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking on behalf of Neil. I don't want to assume things, but I'm speaking <laughs> on behalf of both of us here. We want to keep that train rolling. Like, we want to highlight the dope acts that, you know, that we truly fuck with. And yeah. then that's, that hasn't changed at all. I just wanted to reformat it to make it, like, you know, not just, like, a weekly, like, thing we're gonna make this like more like special when we yep. do the guest episodes yep. now so agreed yeah and 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 lastly the thing that we're gonna keep for sure which i'm gonna transition into right now is the beer segment we're Absolutely. definitely gonna stay true to that although uh being that it's the new year uh, mm. i decided to kick off my year with a dry january and take the month off of drinking i'm one up and then i'm going so i did this last year and i managed to lose like like 15 20 pounds mm-hmm. off of it and then i was like all right so i didn't drink till my birthday in april yeah i'm, I'm probably From, gonna go yeah, a little so, bit longer too but um we'll probably yeah. I, you know i'll still have the sip on the show or whatever but i i'm you get so much more stuff done when you're not boozing on the weekends and stuff like i got off on sunday and had a went for a nice run <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you being all, being all active <laughs> it is things. crazy 
But we got non-alcoholic beers for today's episode. Yeah, man. Shout out to Untitled Art. They always come through. Like Untitled Art has like a whole line of non-alcoholics, where it's like different type. Like they had that st- like a chocolate style. They have a uh, what do you call it? They had a pilsner I saw while I was there. But I mean, we're rocking a sour out today. Yep. So, oh, from Untitled Art over in uh, Wanakee, Wisconsin, we have the Mango Dragon Fruit Fruited Sour. Coming in at a whopping zero ABV because it's non-alcoholic. <laughs> and I'll check the IBUs on that in a second. Ooh, it looks nice. Yeah, man. I'm I'm expecting it. Well, how's, how's it pouring? Pretty? It's pouring pretty, baby. Oh, shit. It's like a nice uh, pink-orange color. Fits perfectly in this glass. Oh, yeah. Let me try this bad boy out. It's yeah. going to feel good to even take a sip of something that feels like beer. Right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Let's see. Mango untapped. I'm checking untapped right quick. See what they It's almost like say. I'm just drinking juice now. All at right. This point. <laughs> Mango dragon fruit. Fruit. Well, that's a smoothie. I don't think this is a smoothie, but. Uh, that would be cool, though. That's not, I mean, that profile sounds amazing. But it's not as thick. Is it thick? No, definitely okay, not. Cool. Come so it's not. It's definitely not the smoothie then. It's got like the consistency of like orange juice, kind of, with like a low pulp. <laughs> mm, low pulp orange juice. Low pulp orange. All right, juice. are you pro or anti pulp orange juice? I like a little bit of pulp. I like a little. Bit I of pulp. I like the pulp. To I'm be not, honest with you, I'm not a you. heavy pulp guy, but like a medium pulp, like a, a medium pulp. I'm good with a medium. A pulp. lot of people oh, write shit. off it. Oh man, I gotta. Hold no, it's all right. It's just unplugged for beer. <laughs> unplug my headphones. Oh. I like some pulp. A little bit of pulp. Look at the head on that bad boy. I used to hate it when yeah. I was a kid, though. I was like, I was a definitely anti pulp as a child. <laughs> gotta say. All right. So we have the non alcoholic mango dragon fruit, fruit is sour, brewed and fermented with real mango, pink guava, and red dragon fruit. All flavor minus the alcohol. Got a 3.9 on. Yeah, three point nine on untapped. So point five percent ABV. I apologize. Yeah, okay. So a little bit of mouthwash style yep, alcohol that's there, much what it is, and it is not bitter at all. So yeah. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. Good to be back. Yeah, it really is, man. I've been like really excited to pod today. Mm. See what I'm saying? Doesn't it kind of have like a consistency of like an orange juice? Not the taste wise, but the consistency of it. Uh, it's a little, little on the juice side. A little bit on a little the juice OJ side. to juice manish. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. We got fucking sound effects, baby. So t- yeah, we wanted to come back strong, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy, man. Makes me so happy. When someone tells a bad joke on this bitch, I'm just gonna hit them with a quick. <laughs> <laughs> 140 episodes in, we finally got a sound. What episode board. are we on? This right is now? 140. It I is think. 140. Yeah, I think For real. Sam was the last one we put out, so that, that was 139. 139. Yeah. Wow, we did 140 episodes. That's pretty fucking impressive. I know. That's what I say. Like when people ask, like, "Oh, you guys are off." <laughs> like, how? I mean, we got 139 episodes of back catalog. Yeah, that's so the other thing. Like, you, right. you might not get us every week, but because we want to have, you know, with some of the more. We're going to be taking our time and like really um, doing work on some of these episodes. We want to have people to have allow time to listen to it because, you know, once a week is uh, a lot for some people with 
a million other podcasts. You know, if we, you know, we start getting a bag for this going forth, then like, yeah, absolutely, I'll rock out a week. Hell, I'll rock out two. Yep, <laughs> two for sure. Week for, for that. Sure. But otherwise, I mean, we're gonna take our time. We want to make a good quality product for you guys. Like when you're on commutes. You know, I, I don't know if y'all listen to us at the gym. I don't even listen to us at the gym. I don't really but, listen yeah, to well, uh, sometimes if I'm walking, but I can't really, like, work out, work out to podcasts. I need something that's going to, like, amp me up a little bit. It's music. Certain music. certain podcasts I can listen to at yeah. the gym, but it's got to be, like, the only thing is, is, like, I hate lifting and listening to comedy pods. Yeah, that's, that, that is not yeah, a safe dangerous. time. No, you're going to sure. have a bad time. So, yes, I wouldn't listen to us at the gym. Um, but commutes and all the other shit, absolutely. That beer is tasty, though. I really like the flavor. Yeah, of man. So it is super juicy. I could definitely see myself like having a non-alcoholic beer at the bar. It does make you feel like you're at least, you know, fitting. That in was with me the, all last year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I like that. And but anyways, before we get into this list, I did just really want to quickly say, um, Congrats to the Lions on coming through with a winning record. I know we didn't make the playoffs, unfortunately, because Seattle won yesterday. But the Lions finished, <laughs> the Lions finished their season 9-8, and eight, and they probably had the best performance of their entire season yesterday against the Packers. They fucked them up. Um, and um, honestly, if L.A. pulled that game off, we somebody – from Detroit, GMAC cash somebody, I don't know, <laughs> owes Jalen Ramsey some buffs. For real, for real, man. But isn't it, like, so fitting that we got fucked by the refs in a, a game that wasn't even for us? You know what I mean? The refs in that fucking Seattle yeah, uh, game was man, terrible. Man, my man missed a 30-yard <laughs> field goal. Uh, they had another chance. Didn't, didn't Baker throw an interception at the end? Was yep. that that's how? Uh, yeah. Dinked it right off the post? That was crazy. Uh, it was, like, so much drama. <laughs> so really much was. shit. My anxiety was at a... <laughs> but man, that Dan, Dan Campbell took us, you know, to a, the best season we've had in a while, and you know the team really respects him. He made some great plays since um, uh, Jim yesterday and Caldwell. Season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jim Caldwell got a raw deal, bro. Yeah, they Jim fired Caldwell his ass on a winning record. That shit was crazy. Fucking. But anyways, let's get to this list because it's going to take us a minute to get through it. Um, this is our top twenty-five of last year. I figured the way we'll do it is. I'll uh, either me or him will start, um, and we'll just kind of go through it together. Uh, we'll start at twenty-five. He'll name his. I'll name there'll mine. definitely be some like conflicting ones in here, so which is, which is fine. So yeah, yeah we're just gonna gonna run off. So you want to run off honorable mentions first, and then do no. It? Let's do honorable mentions afterwards, so we don't give away what might not be on the top twenty-five. You know what I mean? So we'll run down the top twenty-five. Well, then I'm, then we'll list off the honorable mentions, and then we're gonna give you guys um, you know something that we. One of our favorite music moments of last year, and then something that we're looking forward to for um, this new year of 2023, the year of Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> Jordan, wait, which, which <laughs> Jordan and Pippen back together? <laughs> oh, dude, that's just, terrible. All right, we're that. not going to that right uh, now. Uh, but. Uh, but um, anyways, so here we go with the, the list of the top 25 albums do you want to start it off or do you want me to start Run it through off? it Doug. okay um and i do want to preface this with saying there would be a case for me to be able to rearrange this list to where anyone on my list could really be number one i did put an order to it but i mean it, given mood and you know there's so many different variables that go into listening to music so like i could make a case for the number 25 being number one and number one being number 25 but this is the way that i 
felt it the most. And my honorable mentions honestly could have been in the top 25 too. Most of the ones that are in my honorable mentions are ones that I didn't spend enough time with. That's, I didn't listen to more than like once or something like that. I don't, I don't let you. I'm gonna hold up. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I got mine the same way with my honorable mentions. I definitely there's songs, there's albums on here that should be in my top 25 and are not just because I listened to it, loved it, and then forgot about it. And that's the thing about how music is consumed these days. And we've talked about this a few times in different episodes. This is actually reformatted how we even do something old, something new mm-hmm. was because it's like just everything is fed so quick and so quick and so much to you at once. I mean, even especially when, especially when it comes to like our local front and like stuff like that. when it like new music and stuff drops, it just gets lost in the sauce with everything yep, else, man. It's for sure. Releases. I, I, I miss when release days were special. I do too, man. The algorithm algorithms work too fast now. It's just like, it's, um, and that's, you know, that was another reason that E-Man and I decided we wanted to change things up because listening to new music almost became a job to him and I, like it it was like less enjoyable. You know, we we're music fans. We want to be able to sit with shit and listen to it at our own pace, you know, whenever we, I mean, we're still going to, you know, dial into new music, of course, but it's just too rapid, man. Like, we used to buy an album at the store, and then you'd sit with that shit till it got scratched up, and then you go buy the next right <laughs> with your money for <laughs> sure. So, um, but anyways, yeah. Without further ado, at number twenty-five, I have UK singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, dancer. God, she does a lot of stuff. Uh, I got FKA Twigs. Hey, Capri songs. Is it Capri songs or Capri songs? Uh, well, I think it's Capri songs because it's like Capricorn. I thought it was Capri songs, like a Capri Sun, <laughs> and then like, but it's just like songs. I think, I think like she's, a, like the juice box. I you think know? it's more uh, around the astrology shit, the Capricorns and all that shit. Is and she is she a Capricorn? I don't know. I, I would guess so mm. if she named it that. <laughs> um, um, but anyways, yeah, I think that this album for me is probably one of the best produced albums of the year um the beats and the skits everything it's like a really full package album that um really really sounds amazing uh she does a lot of cool production work herself i know that um and she's a great songwriter and this kind of seems like a transformative album for her, you know, kind of like a refinding herself, gone through some heartbreak and kind of, you know, getting back to herself. And I've kind of that's you're kind of going to see that's a big theme of the albums I gravitated to the most this uh last year were albums that were really introspective, self-aware, um albums where, you know, people are working grown man or grown men and women shit, you know, going through stuff and working on making yourself better and healthier and moving forward that way um so yeah i had fka twigs capper songs and um you know a good song i, I put a, a song with all these albums too just so if you wanted to look up um a highlight of for me on the album would be a song called minds of men um that song was really cool um e-man what you got for your 25 oh dude i was gonna let you go through it and then just name off all no, no, 25 wanna... and then we'll just talk about the ones we want to highlight no let's go back let's go back and forth because that'd be too much of me on the microphone at one no time. no 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 cadvits just like run off the 25 no let's just go back and forth and we'll just our we'll caveats do, yeah let's do it that way i think that'd be a little bit better so we can break it up a little bit all right so for my 25 i decided to go with uh grammy winning rapper dope like just artists, master swordsman probably, 
former podcaster. <laughs> uh, I went with Lupe Fiasco, Drill Music, and Zion Woo! for my 25. And then, yeah, man. The Lupe conceptually has always been one of my favorite artists. I mean, even going back to uh, what was the album when they did the slave ships and it was underwater? Yeah, that one was oh, great. Shit. Uh, that one, um, uh, Droga's Wave. Yeah, Droga's Wave. Yeah, yeah. This one, I really love the actual aspect of it. I did not have the story queued up, but it's pretty much the story of. I mean, this one doesn't seem like it has a, a, a defined story throughout. It kind of seems like. He's talking about the hypocrisy in a lot of things. Oh, you know what? There's a there's something I read about this album that I wanted to talk about. So he recorded all this like at his crib, like off like a ninety nine dollar like USB mic or For something real? like that. That's and tight. on his laptop. I'm like, this whole album was done like that. That's crazy. And I'm like, Lupe is a madman off of that just because like you saw the struggles we have to even get this shit. Yeah. So I'm like just I can't even imagine like Doing that, you know, to that level and having like an album that sounded that good, like off the production yeah. on this album was insane. He always has his like orchestra style production, like where you want to hear it. similar to another artist that we're going to talk about. His Little Sims is another one like that that has like these like big like full room like yep. things to it. A lot it. of instrumentation going. Yeah, on. man, it's it's such. We, a- know, what else about Lupe is we got to start putting him in the conversation when it comes to we talk about you know who's got the best catalogs and rap all the time. We talk about Kanye. We talk about Kendrick. All that kind of shit. Lupe's only, the only album I don't love by Lupe is, is Lasers. lasers. Yeah, and you know what's funny? <laughs> I actually like Lasers. I like the rapping on it. I just didn't care for the beats all that much on Lasers. It was kind of too, uh, like, trying to do too much EDM shit. I like, it was, what was the Skylar Gray track? Words I Never Said song. It Was That's Cool. That's a great song. Yeah. Um, that was the single, right? Adam, didn't he have, that wasn't the lead single off of that album. Was it, was it, all right, already, the show goes on all night. Yeah, that was Lasers. Yeah, I forgot about that. I do remember, uh, (laughs) I got a funny story about Lasers. So remember when that album was coming out, and shout out to my friend Emily. Uh, This was maybe like, when did that come out? Like 2010? Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, so I remember we went to the Meyer in Canton, and... Just got the last. Co- I've been over there. No, they redid long. the whole thing. It's amazing. Nice. All right. Um, big commuter seat makes sense. <laughs> anyway, so we got the. Anyway, long story short, got the last copy of Lasers in <laughs> the uh, in the store, and I was like, "Cool." I'm like, "Oh shit, we got the last copy and stuff like that." And then we rock paper scissors to see who keep it. I kept it. <laughs> yeah, shout out to her for that. And That's then, right. We still we used to buy CDs, guys. Actually, I remember. <laughs> unrelated related but unrelated went to the same mire i remember when <laughs> detox was supposed to come out <laughs> waited for that shit at midnight <laughs> oh man oh You've man been waiting in line for a long time if you waited for that he was one. like did it, did it come out i mean the guy was like the one dude at the counter was hip he goes like did did the shit come out like really? <laughs> nope no it did not still waiting on that one <laughs> All right, moving awesome. along, we're going to move into the next slot here. Um, at number 24, um, man, these guys, it, they are the most prolific band I think I've ever seen. Um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, my favorite psychedelic rock band out of Australia. I talk about them pretty often on the podcast. Um, they actually dropped four projects in 2022. Um, I went with the one 
although it could easily be the other ones, but this was actually probably my favorite of them and the one I spent the most time with, and that would be Omnium Gatherum. Um, it is a crazy experience. Um, one thing that's interesting about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is all of them are writers, so you have um, so many different sounds on it because you know you have different guys writing the different songs throughout the album. My only complaint is... One of the guys, and this is, some people probably love it, but I'm not a big metal guy. And one of the writers definitely loves metal. So you definitely got to get like a, a, a metal track mixed in there somewhere in the album every damn time, which it's always the, the song that I like the least on the album. But um, it starts off with this crazy epic 17-minute song called The Dripping Tap that just takes you all over the map. And it's just a really awesome listen. If you haven't gotten yourself into King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard yet, I would uh, definitely give them a ch- uh, uh, a chance, um, but yeah, that was my d- number twenty-four. Gotcha. So, an artist that a lot of you guys will probably be unfamiliar with, and I was absolutely unfamiliar with too until I decided to check on this album. Like a lot of Neil and I, something old, something news. We like to go by the album cover and see <laughs> yeah, if it's yes, something new, something fire. And I happened to find this uh, this film C from the UK who was absolutely amazing. And it turned out to be one of my favorite albums of last year. Uh, Tremendous, great on purpose. I had in my number 24 spot. I'm unfamiliar. Dude, it is a vibe. It's so like, it has like this like kind of like jazzy feel, but over like the UK. Like so I'm not familiar with her. I didn't even know what she looked like until recently. The album came out December of last year. This like this really like kind of like jazz orchestrated album, but it's like very wordy, very is it's very conceptual. That's like tight. it's really it's really tight. It's really dope, man. It was one of my like I didn't expect to like this album as much as I did, and I went back to it at least like because I think that came out, and then I think SZA came out not not too long ago. So I was going back and forth between both of those albums, and I'm like, this shit is great, man. Yeah. But no, it was um. She released it, it looks like on Bandcamp first. Uh, Shout out to Bandcamp. Bandcamp your favorite artist. Man, on absolutely. Absolutely. Like Bandcamp is where it's at for the independent game, man. Especially on Fridays, because they do Bandcamp Fridays where all the proceeds go directly to the artist. They don't take any fees or anything. I don't know if it's every single Friday, but they do Bandcamp Fridays pretty frequently. I'm gonna just read off uh the Bandcamp description of the album. Uh that's one of those ones that I didn't really and I should look better into the artist, especially with somebody I don't, I don't know and somebody that might not be familiar like mm-hmm. that you guys are with. So I'm just going to read our description because I want to give her the right Dewey. We are delighted to unveil tremendous sophomore album, Great on Purpose, sporting 15 tracks of evol- evolutionary music. Great on Purpose is without a question True's most ambitious body of work to date. Since sharing an unreal unrelenting lead single talk featuring i'm not even gonna try to pronounce that dog <laughs> miss diggity <laughs> and after a double serving follow-up a really want to love still don't wanna this album is a roller coaster ride just listen to our most recent single lose y- yourself or the world featuring the almighty skinny man if you find yourself in need of any more proof yeah this album is such a vibe throughout i want to i'm actually i'm gonna save this because i want to play a little bit of it before we wrap up okay i don't want to do it right now because i want to you know get through the list and everything maybe we'll yeah, close the episode with it I'd yeah be cool with that yeah tremendous uh if you're not hip to her 
do it. She's dope. I'd put her right. The the Brits are taking over, bro. The yeah, Brits oh yeah. are it's taking been, it. It's been that way for a minute too. Yeah, fucking for Man. sure. All right, UK's got, got a couple on. of the Brits on my uh, on my list this week. For sure, or not my list, but my yeah. All right, want to go next? Yep. All right, moving on to number twenty three. Um, at twenty three, I have. Multi instrumentalist loop, uh, one of those loop genius motherfuckers out of Australia. Uh, I think he's out of Australia, even though his name is French Kiwi Juice, which maybe I should look that up. Maybe he's actually French, <laughs> but I, for some reason, I have it in my head that he lives in Australia. Um, but yeah, a- aka FKJ, most people call him FKJ. Um, and he put out an album called Vincent this year, which is. Just really beautiful, man. He makes really beautiful, mostly instrumental music. Sometimes he'll do, um, you know, he'll sing a little bit with, like, some effects on his voice. Or sometimes he'll have some features, like Boz is featured on this album um, out of Dreamville. Um, he's even got Carlos Santana playing guitar on this fucking album, which is insane to me. He said he wrote a song that, like, was inspired by Carlos Santana and reached out to Carlos Santana just on a whim, like, hey, I I wrote this song inspired by you. I just wanted to send it to you, see if you had any notes or anything. And he was like, can I play some guitar on it? Hmm. <laughs> like, what? Uh, fuck, yes, you can. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was really cool. Um, I would really highly recommend that. It's great, like, clean the house music for sure. Um, a standout track that I would mention on there is a song called Way Out. I think that might have even been... Um, his single off of it, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, that was what I have for number 23. 23, 23. All right, so another artist that a lot might not be familiar with, but we're going to take it to the U.S. We're going to take this over to the West Coast. Neil, I think I sent you this album a while back, too. Oh, I think you did. I still haven't listened to it, though. So (laughs) I got hip. Uh, Once again, go by album covers. But this one was a little bit special because it was – it had a it had a gangster grills attached to it too, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, like, oh shit, drama's got his hand on this guy as well." Like, Man, drama that dude is batting a, a thousand right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then I do a little bit of research. I realized he actually has his own like label, but he has a distribution deal with Warner Music, which is interesting to me because it's really rare for like somebody who's not really like main like a household, not necessarily a household name, but like. Nobody that might not be familiar with, like the mass audience might yeah. not be familiar with, to get like a deal like that mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, with like a, like a distribution deal through a label. Yeah. This guy did. Uh, David Sebastian, I went with We Are God, which was apparently the al- actual album itself was released in 2021, but then they redid it with drama in 2022. So I got hip to him last year, so I'm going to count it from last year. Uh, throughout, he has this whole, like, this is, Really super dope, like conscious, like hip hop vibe to it, but at the same time, it still got like these, like kind of like trap like style, like just bangers, you know. Like it's really good, like gym music. It's really good driving music. I fuck with it. He actually got me to check out this book um, by Napoleon Hill called Outwitting the Devil. Like okay. while I was in it, and it was just about how your mind kind of plays tricks on you and things mm-hmm. like that. It's actually really dope. Um, yeah, shout out to David Sebastian uh, if you're not hip. Definitely get hip. Yeah, that album, that that album was that called album. We Are God. And I would say my track I would put off there is called The Devil Is a Liar. Also, uh, I forgot to mention the last two. So Drill and Zion, I recommend Naomi. And Tremendous, I would go In This World of World. 
Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I got to check. Actually, those last two that you mentioned, I haven't even heard before, so I definitely want to check both of those out. Um, But moving on now, we are on to 22. And honestly, number 22 could have been number one for me if it was longer. I think the only reason that it's so far down my list is because it's 18 minutes long. But it is 18 minutes of straight, pure fire. There is not like one single bad thing about the 18 minutes that it is. And that would be the joint project between IDK and K Trinata. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> um, yeah, th- that's that, one of those ones I missed. That album is called Simple. And man, it is such a great combination, these two doing music together. Because IDK has a certain bounce to him. He's a DMV artist. You know, they, they come from that kind of, uh, you know, go go bounce type of shit. And, you know, IDK is really branching out with what he's doing sonically. Um, He's showcasing his singing voice a lot lately, uh, especially on here. And I would like them to continue to make more music together because I think this is just like when, sometimes when those combos hit, you hear them, you know, Killer Mike LP, um, DJ Premier Royce the Five Nine, um, you know, when uh, Hit Boy and Nas, you know, when sometimes when people get together, a producer, vocalist combination, it just works. You just got to fucking play into that. So um, hoping that they put together more music. Um, I know IDK. I follow him on Twitter, and I know he's pretty active about saying he's got a lot of music coming this next couple of years. So if you wanted to check out that, I think two, uh, I've got, I, I was a kind of a tie here. So I put Zaza Tree and the song Breathe. Breathe is one of my most listened to songs of last year for sure. Um, but yeah, go check. The, oh, and K Trinata, by the way, if you're unfamiliar with him. He does, um, like, electronic music, but it's kind of leans more into, like, hip-hop. Um, but, it, you know, he kind of samples the hip-hop, and he'll give you the, the dance feel and that together, and it just really works for me, like, big time, you know. He's had a lot of uh, great music as well on his own. So go check those two out. Um, that's my number 22. Oh, I do want to throw on record that while Neil had his in order, I did not. <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. I, I decided I love myself and didn't want to go through the hassle of putting that in order. So, yeah, I just want to throw it out there. For sure. Uh, with that said, number 22? Yep, 22. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> decided to go with West Side Gun 10. Yeah. Yeah, man. Honest, I got to be honest with you. This is probably my favorite West Side Gun album and this is the most complete West Side Gun album. For sure me, it is. For sure. Uh, there's 10 of them. There's 10 Hitler Wears mm. Hermes. Another uh, fucking uh, album with Gangster Grills in the f- intro off the top of it. <laughs> yes, it did. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a noted Griselda fan. Yep. I feel like we both are. I really enjoy, yeah, I, I really enjoy what they've done as far as, like, musically. Especially, they were on fucking Jimmy Kimmel rapping about cocaine, man. I, 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 that's still one of my favorite moments and it is a it is a great moment to see like that style of hip-hop becoming popular again yeah. like not like necessarily like where it's like not like drill like was drill. i, I feel drill, like that's different <laughs> than what's going on with like Rizal. that's a whole different thing yeah. it's like it's like just like gritty like 90s like Griselda reminds you like of that. early g unit there's thank that, you that that, that that if i didn't know where to put my finger drive, on it. yeah you know? i agree and, and the cool part about watching griselda over these last like five years or so is the growth they've had man like 
the the quality of music that Conway and Benny are making too, and and Boldy It sounds James, a lot like, more album polished. Yeah, yeah it sounds sure. yeah because they like Tana Talk to, Four and Conway. What was Conway's album? They both of them aren't on my list. La, but both the are, one that came out last year, the one that came out this current year, La, La something. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. La Con- Quincienta or something. Like that. But both of them had great albums this year. They didn't make my list, but they could have easily been on there. I just kind of, you know, I had so much shit. Now that E-Man mentioned uh, um, West Side's 10, it kind of just popped back in my head. But, um, yeah, shout out to Griselda, Boldy James. He's yeah, dropping music. One of the things we're anticipating. Get, that Oh, God Don't Make Mistakes. That was a kind way album. But, yep. yeah, like, are you talking about the uh, the Dilla? Yeah. Yeah, Bowie James is supposed to be doing an album with Dilla Beats. Unreleased Dilla Beats. Unreleased yep. Dilla Beats. Yeah, man. I'm I'm excited for that. That's his, I mean, And it's I, called Drug Dilla. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> <That's> so tight. <laughs> yeah, man. That's going to be good. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Bowie James. You, my, shout my out to the Dilla State. I, my only critique with Westside is you. I get it. It's part of your guys' brand. Ad libs. I'm so over the gunshot ad libs. It just fucks up a good song every time. <laughs> oh god, you just scared the shit out of this dog. Sorry, Khaki. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna peak like a motherfucker. Yeah. I apologize to y'all ahead of time before editing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So shout out to those guys. Uh, what would be a standout song on ten? I'm gonna go Fly Guy Junior. Fly Guy Junior. I'm gonna go Fly yep. like the very. I think that's the second song on there. Great features yeah. on the album. Too. It is, dude. It is actually like. I say that, and who killed? The, who was it? Who? Uh, who's something? The sunshine. It was a shady one. He did. Who, who drew? The, who drew the sunshine? Oh who, yeah, I know you're okay. About yeah, that it. that was probably the other complete album West yeah. Side Gun. I would say had, but yep. yeah, this one is this one's dope. Yep, I agree. Okay, now just uh, coming in now at number twenty one. Speaking of uh, cocaine raps. I got Mr. Freddie Gibbs out of Gary, Indiana with Soul Sold Separately. Um, this would probably, since, you know, it kind of to mirror what E-Man just said, this would probably be Freddie Gibbs' most complete-sounding album, if I had to say. For his solo music, he's got the couple great ones with Mad Lib. It's, um, it's hard between this, this, Freddie, and Alfredo. Yeah, Alfredo was really and Bandana. Good. Actually, it's I'll throw of, up there too. But like, it's, it's, this is hard. Like, I think it's it's tragic that they nominated Alfredo for a Grammy uh, like a couple years ago, and now he didn't get nominated for a Grammy this time. And Drake and who? Jack Harlow were in there. It's like, well, what I mean, the well, fuck? Jack, obviously Jack Harlow is gonna be in there. Yeah, but, but his album's not good. Obviously, Jack Harlow is <laughs> gonna be in there. <laughs> it is the Grammys we're talking about. They're scope it, on hip hop. It's numbers, though. <laughs> There was who who is who is Grammy nominated this year actually? It's Kendrick, it's Drake, it's um Jack Harlow. Pusha T, I think. Pusha T and who's number five? Can't remember who number five is. There's one more that I'm it's escaping me right now. But um but anyways, yeah, so Freddie Gibbs soul sold separately. One of the things that I noticed right off the rip because I grew up as a giant Bone Thugs fan. You can definitely hear the Bone Thugs influence throughout this album. Um, stylistically, oh, I mean, he samples them on one track alone, but the flow patterns, he's definitely kind of got the bone flow. I think he said that he was going for that. Yeah, he said that in one of the interviews I saw for sure. He was like, oh, yeah. Future. It, that's who we missed, by the way. That is insane. Like, <laughs> like that's crazy. Um, only two of those five are deserving, in my opinion, but. 
you know, that's neither here nor there. It's the Grammys. I don't get mad about the Grammys anymore. It is what it is. It's like getting mad about a Rolling Stone list. It's like you already know it's going to be trash. I mean, uh, it's, it's not all about quality. <laughs> I mean, it should be, but it's not all about quality. Exactly. Music. It's about numbers. It's about yeah. influence. And I who's get voting on the board and all yeah, that yeah, shit. So. Of course. Yeah, yep. politics. Yep, anyway. for sure. But anyways, yeah, 22 or 21, I mean, was Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. Um, a couple standouts, I think, would be Gold Rings or Feel No Pain. Uh, those are two of my favorite ones on there. Um, definitely go check out Freddie Gibbs. He's been amazing forever. Oh, and you know what else is worth mentioning as well? Is, you know, he seems like he's trying to piece things up with Jeezy a little bit on the album. You know, he mentioned. Yeah. Um, I noticed that, too. He was like, yeah, I, I like I ran I off by the mouth. And, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I thought that was cool, too. That's growth, baby. Growth. I love it. And Freddie's, what, how old is he, like 40? Close. I think he is. He might be 40 at this point. I think he might be 38, 39, something like that. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. at this time, like, I mean, after seeing, like, you know, like Gucci and Jeezy and, yeah. like, in, in the verses, and then you see, like, all these older acts starting to, like, you know, getting their yeah. second stage of, like, their career, yep. third stage of their career yep. for some of them. Like, obviously, the, the shit's not, I mean, it's not, like, it's not cool to want to, like, do, like, it's not cool to want to do ignorant shit, like, at an older age. Yeah. It's not. Aside from it, that, they're all probably affected by the rapid rate we're seeing rappers getting killed right now. We lost Takeoff last year, so Recipes Takeoff, PMB Rock. I mean, the list is huge. I don't even, I can't even have time to, to write all them all off. I'll probably be forgetting some, and I don't want to be disrespectful. But, you know, we, we lost, we're losing rappers at a stupid rate. Um, and so I think you're going to start to see the messaging change a little bit as hip hop continues to go on. And also what's cool about this year is we're celebrating the 50th year of hip hop being around this year. So it's, it's fucking crazy, but, um, I go to New York. Uh, dude, I really do. Like, I re- dude, there's so many awesome shows that are always popping up in New York. I'm like, I need to live in Brooklyn or something, bro. Like it's fucking awesome. I didn't even talk to y'all since i've been in new york have i damn Mm-mm. yeah i went no, to i went to an edm festival that shit was great um <laughs> later date for that but yeah <laughs> but anyways what do you got for number 21 my friend neil you actually introduced me to this artist and i went back to his album god knows how many times since then uh, i really enjoy it it has this like big band like it reminds me of the roaring 20s that's what it gives me roaring 20s like uh what was that book fucking uh what the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio was in the movie. Oh, great, great, it gave me great Gatsby yeah. vibes. I went with uh, Father John Misty, uh, Chloe in the twenty next that's 20th century album. album. Yeah, Actually, that's really my, nice. Uh, my 21 spot, that's not really 21 because I didn't rate anything. But, yeah, I dude, it has this big band, like, swing, like, jazz-style things. And so, but actually, going back... So we're I, I started the Dilla Time book and there's this whole section there and talking about like swing time and like ragtime and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I was like and then obviously they go to Dilla Time. Yeah. But it really gives like that like that straight up jazz club vibe throughout the album too, man. It's I, I really, really enjoy it. It's like, probably one of his slow or it's um usually he has a lot more going on. This one's a lot more subdued and slower. One thing I've always thought was cool about jo- Father John Misty is his like quirky bizarre lyrics like he, he about, plays like, like weird characters and yeah albums too which is really cool and another fun yeah. fact is he used to be the drummer of flea foxes another band that i love quite a bit Did he really yeah okay. <laughs> and then he brought he i think he was with them for the first album and then he left and started doing his own stuff with father john right. misty 
So my standout song would actually be, well, I guess one of the title tracks, uh, The Next 20th Century. Yeah. That was my, my standout song on there. There was one on there, too, that's really trippy. He plays with the left and right speaker. I think it's called Kiss Me, I Love yes, You. Yes, it is. That's and the like, and that's the song you told me about. And it yep. was like, I, I do this with my own music. I love doing it. It was like, you fuck with the listener by like panning back and forth yeah. for like the actual, yeah. I love cool. that type of shit, yeah. too. It sounds so cool when you got a nice pair of headphones on or just like a nice speaker setup. But um yeah, moving along because we got a lot of albums to get to. Um, at number twenty, I kind of kept with the theme of twenty one, and that's why I kind of put these ones together. Um, and I got Pusha T's. It's almost dry. At number twenty, love um, it. This album is probably my favorite Pusha T album, if I'm being honest with you, because with Daytona, it has a similar feel to Daytona because you have a lot of Kanye West production. I believe half of it was Kanye, half of it was Pharrell uh, for this Almost Dry album. Um, but it's kind of just a longer version of Daytona in a way. Like, it's got, like, a lot of the similar production styles of Kanye and Pharrell, but um, just a, f- a more full-length project. And, man, he's just got, like, pushes has a, like, for some reason, for a man that's been generally rapping about one subject matter for his whole career... <laughs> He somehow <laughs> continues to make it fresh and new sounding, and you're not even There are so many windows about allegedly selling drugs yeah, for sure. that I've never really seen any artist do it like that. And the thing is about Push, I mean, obviously there's more substance into his music than that. I mean, it's all based around... It's all based around selling drugs, yep. right? But obviously there's more like underlying things about that, too, where... It's more. How can I say it? I don't want to say substance again because I already use that. But there it's, is it's definitely a, to it though. It's definitely a lot more like not into windows, but a lot more subtext, a lot more subtle mm-hmm. messages, a lot more things you wouldn't really pick up. And on, he's got great like punchlines about it. He too, is a great like. punchline <laughs> artist, absolutely. And I think, uh, and you know, is. You know, we haven't talked to you since Kanye West has lost his fucking crazy. And we're, we're not mind. we're not going into that but, right now. Uh, no, the reason I, I bring right. that up is to say that probably my favorite song on this album is the one featuring Kanye, which Kanye did the beat on uh, with the crazy Donny Hathaway sample for Dreaming of the Past. Oh, I, I love fucking that song. love that song so much. What I'm a, um, what I don't I think, support the things that Kanye says, but God damn it, he makes great music. One thing I'm gonna do too, <laughs> I think going forward, what we should do with this list. If we have like the same thing, I'm gonna just mark it off and we both can talk about it. <laughs> For that sure. way, we can save some time because I know I have that on my list somewhere. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, I love that song. My my song was actually the ty- like the opening track, Brambledon. Okay, I yeah, love yeah, that yeah, song so much. I, I, be- I do love the the Joker laughs throughout the album too. Yeah, like that's sweet too. I like that. <laughs> It was a good theme to it. It's Almost Dry was a great album. Yep. Um, it's been on a lot of lists. I think it's nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it is, for dope. sure. All right. Uh, we're both going to have this on the list. Number 20, I got mine at actually Absol's Herbert. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Absol, baby. At the return of the soul, baby. Oh, man. It's like, been six for real. Years. Like, I've been, yeah, since Do Without Wilth. Um, yep. Yeah, Absol's back, man. And the one thing I really love about this album is that he got 
personal on it more. Very personal. Because Absol, to me, Absol, honestly, is my favorite rapper in Black Hippie. Uh-huh. He was, oh, not named Schoolboy Q. I love Schoolboy Q. I was, like, that's my number one. But actually, as far as, like, bar for bar rapper, yeah. Absol was my, always my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I'll put that over Kendrick and J-Rock, sorry. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, but it's one of those ones where Absol always had this thing where he goes in, like, conspiracy theories. He'll go into, like, just, like, these subtle things with, like, just drugs and shit like yeah. that. Like, this trippy mindset like the pineal gland song uh what was the one with daniel's brain brown janaeco i forget the name of it but, but yeah, yeah things yeah. like that uh do what thou wilt i think that's like an alistair crowley fucking yeah, quote one, if i'm not mistaken I think like he yeah. lost a little bit of people on that one because it was a little too out it there, was like, way dark yeah. and it was just kind of you know like this one he's kind of dialed back into more about his own personal journey, which is nice. He like, had uh, he's really introspective on this. You know, it's about you know he almost died. He tried to you know he tried to kill himself. I mean, he said it on Charlemagne and survived it, and it kind of brought a new um, perspective to him. And so I think this is honestly for me, this is his best work. Um, me too. I um, really really love the production on it all the way around. It's uh it's really solid shit from him. Um, yeah, I, I've listened to this a ton lately too, because it we got this kind of late in the year. It just came out, you know, a couple months ago. I yeah, I I sat with it towards like the that I finished my my year out with this album actually, and I went through it at least six or seven times. I really enjoy it. It's definitely his most sonically listenable. Yeah, it's definitely more sonically like easier on the ears, especially. Then do without Wilf. Yeah. Uh, what was the one where he was on the cross and stuff like that? Uh, I always forget the these name. These days. Yeah, these days. That's these a days. great album, man. Control Systems. Really like, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is definitely sonically his best album. I would put it up there. I think it's my favorite album, too. I, w- I, w- I would actually, I'll second that for you. Yeah. Uh, my standout track is Holland Days. Holland Days, yeah. Yeah. That's that and Gang and Them are like my one Holland and two. Holland Days, yeah. like, you know what's crazy? In the vein of the album, Holland Days. I think they changed the beat a little from when they released it as a single to on the album. They did. It feels like it hits harder a they little did. bit on the album. I think I think they I think you're right. I noticed that too. Although like title botched that release for me on they the really first They really fucked that up. Like, they really fucked that up. They put Title, I love y'all, man. I I want to throw this out there. I love y'all, but get it together. A that little bit. and then <laughs> when are y'all going to get podcasts on there that are actually yeah. like act like no, you got podcasts on there, but not like exclusive ones. It let us no, no, all their podcasts are exclusive. They I just mean. don't they have only, like they, that's what I mean. They've yeah. only got exclusive ones. Yeah. So yeah, we need I want to be on that title, baby. Yeah. But anyways, moving along, because we still got more to get to. Um at number nineteen. Man, this album is so damn fire. Um if I had more I, I've only ran through it a couple times. Um, so it could have easily been moved up higher than this. But this would be the joint project out of Black Thought out from The Roots oh, and Danger Mouse. Album. Yeah. Uh, album is called Cheat Codes, um, which is my... So Black Thought's been doing these series of um, you know solo albums where it's him working with exclusively with another producer. I think this is his third or fourth installment now. And this is easily my favorite because Danger Mouse... He comes from more than just hip hop. You know, he's produced a lot of uh, R&B stuff, a lot of uh, rock stuff, and he has definitely a different approach to making beats. And I think what was so awesome about this is Black Dot is so bar heavy that if you 
don't give beats that have some space in it. You can almost get lost in it because it's it'll go over your head because he's just pounding you with bars and bars and bars and bars. But with this, you know, the beats are so good and diverse that it allows you uh, to hear Black Thought in different ways with different flow patterns, and different cadences, and the downside of the the lyricist you know yep, that for is sure. the downside really is. of lyricist is like you get so focused on like the bars and the cadences and the words and what you're actually saying sometimes sonically it will get lost yeah and, and that's one thing i've i've had to learn recently mm-hmm. too is like all right you could have like the dopest bars but it just doesn't blend well with the actual track and yep. it just get lost in like what you're saying because you're just so bar heavy and there's shit like there's shit that people have said that I won't catch till months, sometimes years over later too, because I'm like, oh shit, I forgot he said that. Yeah, it'll just pop up randomly. Like, oh, that's what he said there. (laughs) I think a standout track on it would be Aquamarine. Um, There's also uh, a really dope track with Run the Jewels and ASAP Rocky on here that's super fun. I know. Yeah, I heard that one. (laughs) So, um, yeah, definitely shout out to Black Thought. Shout out to Danger Mouse. Um, Danger Mouse, I really hope you get together with CeeLo and make another Nautilus Barkley album because. The world needs it. Um, moving along, E-Man, what do you got? So, we're, I mean, 19. how how long are we going to take about this? Because you, I know you're going to take forever on this album. <laughs> well, I'll, I, I might cross it when I get there. I think, I think we should just knock it out now, well, I, or, we'll want, or we can hold off. I mean, we're going to have conflicting things. I just won't talk about it if, we already, if you've already mentioned <laughs> it. So, bring it up. What do we got? I'm going SOS by SZA. SOS by SZA, baby. Yep. Yeah. The 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 Sizz is back. Another happy super about that long one. gap returning TDE member. Right. Another <laughs> TDE member going through some shit on an album, it took too. Like six it looks years. like Yeah, man. <laughs> What's going on at TDE's camp, dog? I don't <laughs> What's going on at TDE's camp? They're about to take over okay? 2023. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy they're back. I, can't wa- I cannot wait for Schoolboy Q, and I cannot wait for J-Rock either. Yep, but, I agree. And it's... You know, Zay gonna take like five or six. Zay years. Zay just dropped, so he probably yeah, he probably, he probably not yet. But anyway, I'm most excited for Sir. Quite honestly, I love Inglewood Sir, Sir, baby. All right, but yeah, going back to SZA. Yep. Uh, yeah, SZA's back, man. It's a lot. It's a lot on this album. It's a oh, lot. Full length album, baby. There's there's so much versatility on this album. It's not even funny. To, like this is like. <laughs> she, it's so much bending to genres take for in, sure. man. The Phoebe Bridges track should have not worked. In and it worked eyes. great. It, exactly. <laughs> it worked perfectly. I don't think it should have worked, though. Like, right. oh, like when I saw that feature, I was like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be weird, one. too. And no, it was actually really dope. I really enjoyed it. I liked the meme about that, too. It was like... Uh, it was Stiletto Hills, and then it was Doc Martens. He was like, Scissor fans and Phoebe Bridger fans coming together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, man, um, I I really enjoy this album a lot. Definitely a lot of... <laughs> heartbroken definitely a lot of heartbroken. <laughs> dude, I hate heartbroken music. It's the best music, oh, but it's so good. It is so true. Um... Yeah, man. She gets, definitely toxic, worth the she gets in her toxic bag for sure, too, on this. She's definitely got some toxicity on this of album. <laughs> little, little system of a down aspect of it. Little yeah, system of a down sure. aspect. For sure. <laughs> little Britney Spears action going. She gives going. you, like, yeah. everything. She gives you R&B SZA. She gives you uh, rapper SZA. She gives you fucking oh, punk rock part emo fuck SZA. SZA. She gives you almost like a country western SZA at one point. You get a lot of... <laughs> there's so much... This so, It's... It's a genre bending album. It really yep. is. It's a lot going on here. 
Uh, I just saw Omar Apollo's opening for her on tour. Too, yeah, that's if I'm not tight. mistaken. I'm excited for that. Uh, Kill Bill is probably my favorite song. I, I, Kill Bill's I, doing crazy. Numbers. I go back. I go back to that song at least a couple times a week. Yep. Um, it's just got that yeah. like super like it's like that melody that just makes you want to go back to it a million times over and over. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And she's doing freaking. You know, she did like I think they said three hundred thousand in week one or three hundred fifty thousand week one. Which in this era, if you're not Taylor Swift to do those numbers, that's amazing. I forgot about our air horn. We gotta <laughs> utilize that more often. But um, yeah, shout out to SZA. That album is awesome. SOS, go get it. I'm sure you've heard it already because it's one of the more popular ones on our lists. Um, what was one of the stand? Oh, you said Kill Bill. That was yeah, Kill Bill was my sure. standout. Um, moving on, we are now on number eighteen. Switching over to my other favorite um, camp in hip-hop and R&B, I went with Dreamville's uh, leading lady. E-Man just talked about TDE's leading lady, and I'm talking about mm, Dreamville's go, leading lady. Going, going with the... Uh, Ari Lennox, ASL. Man. Yeah, ASL. Um, Ari Lennox is one of my favorite R&B artists for a few different reasons. Um, she sounds to me like a young Erica Badu. Um, in the way that like that she structures the, the the vocal stylings, um, she probably has a better singing voice, on, quite honestly, than Erica Badu. But she just has that kind of real soulful thing going on, and I like her because her lyrics are often kind of goofy. She's usually kind of like, it's almost kind of some like talking shit about something funny. Like I like the song "Hoodie" a lot, where she's just talking about you know just wanting to be with her boyfriend's or being her boyfriend's hoodie and shit like that like and then she's got that song uh, uh on the album with lucky day which if you're in a woman in r&b i would pay pay that man just get him on your album because <laughs> he is great at doing duets with women man he sounds so good on record with other r&b singers um and that's one of the standouts and i like that one because it kind of sounds like you know two people that are like new lovers that are hanging out in bed together kind of like flirting but like talking shit back and forth to each other that's like kind of how the whole song plays out and she's got a lot of that on here and um the beats are real silky and jazzy and that was one of the reasons i loved it so much um so shout out to ari lennox i'm a big big fan khaki is out oh yeah this little, there's a little dog over oh here yeah that so that's the new bbpov <laughs> mascot is the little caxter She's uh sleeping to the sound of our voice. Sleepy Chihuahua. <laughs> it is this couch though. It is very comfortable. It is very the lumbar support on this thing is prime, dog. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But anyways, email what you got. Trying to get my slot. ass groove in here, you know. <laughs> work it out. Um 18. another one I know you're gonna talk about a lot more. We're going with uh no thank you for little Sims. Ooh, actually. Hell yeah, little Sims, man. Yeah, man. So I mentioned her a little bit as having this like just big band like orchestra like it just sounds full you know yep. and her the album before this one i forgot the name of it but it gave me that vibe and that's actually was my intro to her but this shit right here man is incredible like i i think it came out the, like tail end of this year too like december december is last year right mm-hmm. yeah man um i really enjoy what i listen to uh little sims is just I I think that there is potential. I I love that people put together albums like an orchestra, mm-hmm. like an orchestra, like a symphony, like just this one body piece of work that's just so 
beautiful and you're like forced to listen to the whole thing just to see how the story plays out and, and how everything goes and and Lil Sims does that for me with this album. Yeah, like, it's right out. Yeah, it's really big sounding. A lot of like grandiose uh, beats that kind of go off into what he just said. You know, orchestrated, uh, big sounding pieces of music. Um, a lot of uh, like gospel singing on it yeah, on like the choirs or on the choruses and stuff. And the grandmamas, mamas will be proud. Yep. Um, she does this seven minute song called "Broken" towards the end. That's, that's like that's just, my standout track. <laughs> me too, actually. man. That, yeah. That shit is amazing. Um, but then aside from that, man, she's just such a gifted MC. I think she's, she's like, up over there. the last few years, she's become one of my absolute favorites. And I'm not talking guys or girls. I'm not saying just for a girl. She's rapping better than most dudes That's what I'm right saying. Now. The UK is killing it, man. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Between that, Dave, Slow Tide, like, UK is killing it. I know um, Little Sims has talked publicly about the struggles of having money to tour overseas as she is from the uk but i really hope she can find the finances to get this album toured because it feels like the production is made for that she's in london no i mean what label i don't know i don't know about that all right we forever oh oh a wall recordings limited So, so it sounds like maybe an independent label. That's probably like an ind- that might be like an XL or something like yeah. that, where it's like one of those big independent ones over the UK. Yep. But um yeah, shout out to her. That's a great one as well. Um uh, moving on on the Fun fact. XL recording. They had Adele and Tyler the Creator at the same time. Who did? XL recording. Oh really? London. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. And those are like Goblin Tyler. This isn't like what we have now. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn, they made some money off that. Yeah. Um anyways, moving on to number seventeen. This would be um, one of my favorite rappers out of Chicago. Uh, that would be Saba. Saba made an album called A Few Good Things this year. And um, what, can I, album. what can I say about Saba? He's, he's kind of like, it's funny because you don't hear much from him when he's not dropping music. He's kind of a more to himself type of person. Um, I got hip to him. Probably listening to him on Chance the Rapper, featured on Chance the Rapper's uh, coloring book, I think is the first time I heard Saba. And he's just become one of my favorites since. I've seen him live once at Electric Forest, and he killed it there. Um, But this new album, it's just another really deep, personal album with fantastic beats, um, full-length project. He's a great storyteller. I think that's one of the standouts of Saba, is he does these really great storytelling tracks. and that's part of one one of my favorite things uh, about listening to his music is, and uh, yeah, what, what, what I actually have a so a friend of mine, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I I've listened to this album and I actually really enjoy it. It's in my honorable mentions. Like I really really enjoyed this album. But what struck me was, um, yeah, he is just a super talented rapper. But yep. recently, I I got a friend of mine I've been hanging out with recently, and, and she was telling me why she's a Saba fan, and it's because um. That was like their artist that her and her friend that passed away actually used to listen to, and they, you know, that that was like their guy that mm-hmm. they wanted to go see and stuff like that. And hearing like that story, and I guess he, I guess she lost somebody in a similar way that Saba lost somebody. Mm-hmm. That he talks about in this album, yeah. and it was just one of those ones where, damn, he is that artist. He is that great storytelling artist. He can evoke those emotions, man. Yep. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy what I listen to with this album. So I do want to throw that out there. Uh, I definitely, 
when I listened to it, I liked it and then didn't go back to it, and that's why it's on my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I went back to it a couple times, like when we were making this list up. I went back and listened to it twice through. It yeah, it it rides throughout. For yep, sure. And for sure. And I think a, tr- a standout track for me on that one will be a stand uh, track called "Still." Um, but yeah, email. What did you have for number seventeen? Seventeen, seventeen. Uh, Robert Glasper, Black Radio Three. Woo! Yeah, man. The Piano Man is back. You're gonna Robert hear Glasper. a lot about Glasper if you're. you're you said you're listening to Dilla Time right now, right? Yes. He yes, talked I about am. Robert Glasper quite a bit towards the end of the book about how he kind of changed changed uh, jazz music. Who Dilla? No. Oh, Robert, Robert Glasper. Glasper. Yep. Okay. But do you I mean, use, like, the, to the time signature, using, I guess. Maybe. Using Dilla's time. Yeah. And a lot of, like, classically trained jazz musicians hated on him so hard for doing it. And he just kind of had a fuck you attitude. I'm going to do what Ooh, I want. Who, Robert Glasper? Yeah. They hate on Robert Glasper yeah. for it. Yeah. He used to get a lot of shit from, like, um, you know, classic jazz musicians for changing the style to make it have that lag drum sound and, uh, you know, more hip hop influence in it. Which is literally right. now all the the type of shit it's, that I listen to. That's <laughs> literally what. So hip hop is the most popular genre in the world. Yes or no? Yep, for sure. So exactly. I mean, you're going where the listener. Is. I, mean, I mean, look at look at Hamilton, dog. <laughs> like these Crazy. things, like yep. where this culture has become so big, and people have hated on. I mean, and it's cool, and that's you know what. People have been hating on the new thing for a long time. Like I, I, we hate on a lot of shit that's popular right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. And that's just you know being old head hater. <laughs> I've accepted that. I've accepted that about for myself. For sure, I agree. But yeah, so that's always gonna happen. Like you're always gonna have different opinions because you're used to like one way how it sounds, how something might sound, and there's different variations. You're like I don't really like what the young kids doing, <laughs> like that. Yeah, so agreed. yeah. But no, um, Black Radio Three is an absolutely amazing album. I yeah. want to throw it out there. Like it's definitely got these like this hip hop with the jazz, with the funk, with all these. It's definitely a style bender album for sure. Uh, I really enjoy the Music Soul Child feature. Ooh. I haven't heard I haven't heard anything from Music Soul Child in a long time up until this album, and I'm like, this is Which, this is great. He's got an album with him. Ooh, Music Soul Child. Hip Boy just announced that he's got a joint project with Music Soul Child coming out this year. So excited! I'm excited that. for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, if you're unfamiliar with Robert Glasper, he's a jazz piano player, um, who's known for uh, blending a lot of hip. He was one of the main um, part of the main production teams with Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly," along with Terrace Martin, Thundercat, uh, Flying Lotus, and all those guys. Um, yeah, he's he's just been doing this awesome. He was one of the writers on Lauren Hill's Missing Education of Lauren Hill. Like he's yeah he's, he's been, been around he's, he's been, been around, around the block a little bit. Yeah, so but yeah, amazing. this album's feature. I mean, you got Killer Mike, BJ Chicago Kid, Big Crit, D Smoke, Yeba, Her, some music soul child, Jennifer yeah, Hudson, and so Clemens. I mean, it's it's yep. dope, man. It's loaded. I I know missed a bunch. Common. Yep. Ty Dolla Sign. Ty, that Ty Dolla Sign song is great, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that one. He's always working with yeah. Common. He's in a band with Common and Kareem Riggin. Shout out Kareem from Detroit um, called uh, August Green. Um, but, yeah, what's a highlight track on there? I'm going to go over with Yeba. Yep. yep. Hell yeah. I love that song. Um, moving along, um, at number 16, I've got singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, 
kind of leans more into like an R&B vehicle, but she definitely branches out and has a lot of different styles on it. And that her name is Amber Mark. You sent me this album and I loved it. It's so good. Yeah, it's called Three Dimensions Deep, um, and she just really kind of takes you on a ride on this album. It's real. Um, uh, how do you how do you say? Kind of like um, kind of she's got kind of like a hippie mentality mindset in the way that she speaks about things, and she's kind of reminds me of like some like a someone that's really into yoga, like having a conversation with someone that's really into yoga. You know, just real like peaceful and you know all about the universe that kind of stuff that's kind of her vibe too um and i like those type of people i gravitate towards those type of people um we know you do (laughs) (laughs) um it just because i i think you know what it is is because i talk so much and i'm so like the opposite of that that i like you know the opposite is kind of like centers opposite track you know so i I like that but um yeah amber mark she plays a bunch of different instruments. She can sing her ass off, and yeah, she's really, really good at it. So Word. Uh, go check her out. Uh, standout track on there I have is uh, What It Is. Where yeah, I really like that album. When you, when you sent it over to me, I checked it out, and I went through it like twice. It's definitely a vibe. Um, yeah, really, really good. Yep. Really good songs. Really, yep. really good songs. All right, so 16. I went with Lucky Day Candy Drip. Ooh. That was a great album, man. It is a good it one. Was a, like, Lucky Day has not had a bad song for me yet. Lucky Day I is throw fantastic. It out there. It's a great art, super talented artist. Uh, the album cover is kind of sus to me a little bit, to be it honest is, with you. It is, <laughs> like, it's, it's, I mean, it's Candy Drip. He's Candy I, I Drip. I get it. Sure. <laughs> I get it. But, yeah. Anyway, um, but, you know, let your freak flag fly. As they say, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was definitely one of those ones I like. I I went back to quite a bit. It's definitely like really good driving music, kind of upbeat. I mean, it's got his, you know, it's got his like a little, little little nighttime songs in there. Yeah. I guess I would say that's the the PG way of saying it. Yeah, but I think that's the only reason it didn't make my list. I enjoyed his last album more because the last album was more like um like classic soul style of making music it's a little and bit more poppy you think yeah it's definitely more poppy i kind of i saw where he's going with because you know it's trying to cross over mm-hmm, i'm assuming that's what's yeah, going sure. on there it's trying to cross over which is fine i get that you know you can make your album like that right i i fucked with it no i, really I do did. too i really did i didn't spend yeah. a lot of time with it either yeah. though so I, I you know i'd probably if i listen to it again it might hit me totally different Depending on the scenario and setting, what would be a standout track on there? For I'm you? gonna go with "God Body" as my uh, as my standout track, featuring another artist we're gonna talk about very soon, Smino. Yes, sir. Yeah. That man, Smino, he was on a lot of my favorite albums. Featured on a lot of my yeah, favorite Smino albums. Yeah, Smino might actually be he had a hell of a year. <laughs> he's one of those switch hitters too that can just like flip it on oh, yeah. you. For sure. But yeah, feature killer as well. Yep, that's for sure. Um, moving on to the next one at number 15, um, which could easily been up higher too, but I've had, you know, this album's been out for almost, actually it has been out for a full year now, um, and that would be The Weeknd's Dawn FM. We're going to spend a little bit of time on this. Yep. So. Um, <laughs> I really, really, right. really loved what he did here. Um, I think, I, I actually, I know I can speak for E-Man on this and saying that I think him and I both gravitate towards albums that are thematic the way that this is like the, theatri- the theatrics of and it. You're, and you're playing this album. It sounds like you're going on a car ride, listening to a radio station. 
and this is the Jim song. Carrey is this your is the, DJ. Yeah, Jim Carrey is the <laughs> DJ. He did a phenomenal <laughs> job on it. These are the songs that are pl- being played on this radio station. He did a great job of tapping into that 80s kind of synthesizer sound. Shout out to Mike Dean for doing a lot of the production work on this album. Um, but yeah, the weekend really nailed it. He with had this a little. One. He had the Barry Gordy like little like feature on there too. Yeah, or that no, was, no Quincy. Quincy, Quincy. Yeah, sorry, Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones. Quincy yep. Jones, not Barry Gordy. Yep. But however, the next track did sound very like Barry Gordy Motown. Yeah, yeah, yeah out of sure. time. Yeah, and um, I like that how they did the slower section. He's like, right, Jim Carrey's like, now this next few or for the next thirty minutes, we're gonna slow it down. For my, a bit. Like, you know. the most underrated thing about well, I'm I'm excited for another trilogy. I just want to throw it out yeah. there. Like, we, I can't wait to see what he does with the final piece of this uh, yeah. piece of art with you know, After Hours being first and Don FM and this. Um, I think my favorite part about this album and it's a very subtle thing, but I am a big person when it comes to like eq and transitions and things like yep. that the tail end i think that like the last 30 seconds of best friends that goes into the very beginning oh, as yeah. someone else yep that shit is it's amazing killer. to me yep, <laughs> like, it really is shit. yeah he did great with the transitions and it just starts off with like banger after banger after banger like all in a row like it doesn't slow down toward till towards like the back half of the album it is very like you're talking about like the '80s synths, it gives you like a very late like '80s vibe to yep. it. I really enjoy it. Um, this man has been in character for a whole year with. I After love Hours. how he does that. I love how he Don stays FM in character. Was like, I mean, he's still in character too. Like, what? What more can you do if you're the weekend? He just he just put well, some big thing on Twitter like, "I'm coming 2023." Oh shit! He's got a TV out. show coming out. Is it a TV show coming out? Yeah, I thought, the Idol. I think I showed you this. I don't know. It's on, it's on HBO. Oh shit! It's with uh, well, 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 what's her, what's his face, Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh shit, Lily Rose Depp or whatever. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's like cool. a pop star, and he's like her manager or some shit. Oh, you did. See I saw. That. I did. I have seen that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that now. Um, for me, I had the standout track being "Gasoline." That song is super weird. He's got his uh, voice pitched up to like. Or it's actually pitched down, so it doesn't really sound like him singing very much in the beginning until he gets to the hook. But I just thought that song was super weird, and uh, I think it's really cool. Mine was Out of Time. Out of Time. Out of Time is such one. a like, classic sounding song to me. It's, it's great. And then I love Jim Carrey coming at the very end. Yeah. Just like the record says, you're out of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What an unlikely fucking funny friendship, too, that they have going on. So I think that's cool as well. Yeah. But, uh, E-Man, what did you have at the 15 slot? Yeah, my favorite. So if I did rate, if I was to rate my albums by rating, I would have this as my number one album title. My one one album title what of 2022. Before Shit Got Weird by the Cool Kids. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely fucking love this album. The concept of it is amazing. All the like little like skits they do are hilarious. Yep. The music itself is good. Like Chuck English Detroit, and Mike, baby. Sir Michael Rocks. They sound great. Like Oh man, it's such a dope album. Like yeah. Start to finish. Actually I'm gonna pull up I'm gonna I'm gonna do this or just do. I'm gonna pull up the like track list real quick. Just cause I wanna talk about it. But I'm happy. <laughs> so I talk a lot about the blog era. I yep. feel like the cool kids were quintessential in the blog era, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, exactly. And the cool kids, let's not, let's keep it funky. The cool kids inspired so many different Fuck styles. Yeah, they did. Like, so many people bit off the cool kids' style for sure. 
But they even and he even says like a lot of that also dials back to the Neptunes like and and like the beats like clips very and shit, very you know Neptune I mean? is like, like yeah, but yeah I mean we we Don Cannon's out on this album Don, I haven't yep. heard Don Cannon in so long I was happy about that that's actually my <laughs> that was actually one of my standout tracks on it yep uh yeah man it's just such it's such a nostalgic album because like around this time like when they were talking about like the sidekick not sidekicks they were talking about like what like the it was in 2010, like razors and shit. <laughs> yeah, blackberries. Fucking iPhone 2s <laughs> before, like, it's just such a nostalgic sounding album to me. But at the same time, it sounds so good hearing yeah. it in 2022. Cause we don't hear from him all that often. No, so man. I mean, nice I'm I'm pretty hear. sure like Chuck. I mean, Chuck English does production. Oh yeah, he does things shit. like that. But yeah, like Neil said, shout out Detroit. Yep. But yeah, man. It, I fucking love this album. It was so good. Uh, got Guap Dad, Larry June, Pale, A Track, Black, Jid, Pac Division, Pac Division, another blogger. <laughs> I was like, her in a while. Don Cannon, Chance. Like, it's, it, it was a loaded album to me. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, my standout track on this was All or Nothing. All or nothing. It was the yeah, it was the uh, Larry June feature. Yeah, go check out that cool kids. I'm moving along because it seems like it takes forever to get through these damn lists all the time. Um, would be another artist that took about five, six years off, who is uh one of my favorite young MCs out of New York City, and that would be Mister Badman, Joey Badass. 2000. Um, he yeah, he put out the project, the follow up to his debut album that he put out when he was like 17 years old, called 1999. Um, this is now you know almost a decade later, and he has got the project 2000, entirely produced by Static Selecta. Uh, shout out Static Selecta. He's just de- if you don't know who Static Selecta is, he's definitely a student of a DJ Premier. His beats kind of are in a similar vein to uh, what Premiere does with the scratches and the, the deep soulful stuff. And um, yeah, he really he delivered for Joey on this one because all the beats sound great. Joey's rapping is great. There's only like one track on the whole album I didn't like that much, and it's the one with Chris Brown. I just think it's a little bit corny. But um, the standout that I have follows that song. It's called Show Me Love. It's just an awesome beat, and just Joey's just... So gifted. I remember thinking how crazy it was when he was 17 rapping the way he was rapping. I was like, how is this kid 17? He raps like he's 30. Like, he's so good. And then my favorite part about this album is he finally talks about Capital Steve's, that, too. That was my favorite part time. about the good, album. Good call. Yeah, so was it Survivor's Guilt? Was yep. that Survivor's Remorse? Survivor's Guilt? So yep. What was the name of the song? I think it's called Survivor's Guilt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, like that, just hearing that from, you know, that point of view, because I don't think he's ever spoke publicly about it, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, not but... till, not in, like, in length like that. Like, he was how long, how long since Capital Steve's passed? Like, he died, in t- I think they said he died, I think it's now 10 years ago, because I think it was uh, 2012, I think, when he died. I think that, he died in 12. That sounds about right, time-wise. So, that's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, he hasn't spoke that deep and introspectively about it. And, it, you know, it's a whole song about him. You know, he mentions Capital Steve's all the time, but he never uh, made a full-length song like that. So, yeah, shout-out to young Joey. And, I, you know, aside from that, Joey, you know, he's been killing it in acting, too. He played Unique on Power. He he's did got a great a, he's job. He's got an Oscar, that. dog. He does have an Oscar. 
He played um, Le- Leon on one of my favorite shows ever that I'd always tell people to go watch, Mr. Robot, um, which I might have to rewatch that show again because it was the best. I wish it was still on. I miss it so much. But, uh, yeah, that was my number 14, Joey Badass 2000. Show Me Love is the track if you want to listen to it. My next two we saw live. Ooh, baby. Sorry about that. So, 14, I got, and that's how, this was my favorite album up until about Kendrick came out mm-hmm. for for the year. This, so this was this was in my number one spot for a while, and then a lot of shit started coming out. But I have to go, and this is one of my favorite concerts too. Though we talk about, and going back to the blogger, man, we talk about people that came out of that time frame that was just quintessential to it. When you talk about the big three, say like a Kendrick or a Drake or a J Cole. I mean, this name kind of gets lost in that mix, I feel like. But should definitely but be But should there. definitely be in that Mount Rushmore production-wise as an artist, as like a figure. It's just dope. But I'm talking about Big Crit's Digital Roses Don't Die. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. This was a, such a good album. We got to see it Start performed to finish, live, man. too, in Detroit. So vibe. I mean, his production style is just so dope. And he just has this, like, Big Crit. I'm trying to figure out where to put him at because it, it can go in a lot of different directions because he, he sounds like he, he has such a, like a super dark, not dark, but deep and raspy voice. Mm-hmm. But you can tell he wants to sing. He fucking good, and he's good at it yeah. when he wants to be. It's just like I feel like he always wanted to do R&B yeah. and then just felt like, oh, damn, I actually can fucking wrap my ass up. Yep. But this yeah. is definitely crit getting into because a lot of his beats have a UGK Southern oh. aesthetic to it. But this is definitely him getting into his like funk band type yeah, music. Man, like a lot sick. of it's like a lot of horns on here, a lot of funky bass lines and guitar riffs. Um, a lot of, you know, the production singing. on this is insane. Yeah, it's great. I just listened to it the other day, actually, while I was driving. But, yeah. To Canton, and it's great car in the car album too. But yeah, I think Wet Lashes and Shot Glasses are my favorite. This is my my standout yeah. on here for sure. Yeah, and you know it, he it, it sounded so good live too when we got to see it. So I was very fortunate to finally be able to cross Big Crit off my bucket list because I've been wanting to see him for a long time. Um, so shout out to him. Um, moving along on our list here. Um, we already talked about this one, so I'm just gonna name it off, and then we'll keep it funky and keep it moving. 13 is where I had uh, SZA's SOS. Cool. Um, the standout track I had on there is a song called Blind, which she teased off of the first single shirt. You see like a little snippet of it at the back end of the video, um, which I think is cool how she did that. I actually I, never saw that video. Oh, you never saw that video? Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield's in it. He course, plays, they're like, they're, it's, like <laughs> Bonnie, it's like a Bonnie and Clyde type shit with him, her and Lakeith Stanfield. I'm about to, uh, yeah, I'll probably watch it's it after sweet. this. But the thing I love about Blind so much is, one, it's rapping SZA, and she has a great flow pattern on this fucking song. And not only that, the way they layer her vocals towards, like, the end of it is just, like, one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Like, it just it, like gives me the tingly chills all up and down my Makes spine. Makes you get the warm and fuzzies. It really does. So um, I really love that one. So that's what I got at 13. How about you, Eman? And my 13, I actually got your favorite rapper. Woo. I got West Side Boogie, more black superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> one we got to see live too. Elk, that was probably one of ooh, that was a top three show probably for me yes, last year. I saw I seen a lot of concerts. And we got year. to see um um what's his name? Open up for him. Um, oh, uh the shady artist, my man, uh Grip. Grip, yep. yeah. And Grip was phenomenal, man. That was like that made me want to go back and listen to more yeah. Grip. I was like, wow, I this died is I died for this was a great album. I didn't 
His second one, I liked. I didn't like it as much as I liked I Die For This, yeah. though. But, that yeah, Grip can wrap his ass We off. We saw the first show of the entire tour, too, wasn't it? I think uh, Detroit was the very first stop on West Side Boogie's that tour. That sounds about right. It started in Detroit. That sounds about right. And, yeah, he's awesome live. This album is really awesome to me, um, and it only got heightened for me after I watched his Tiny Desk concert because some of the performances he does off some of the songs on More Black Superheroes is just really, really well done. I really love this track called... I love when Boogie... Boogie is awesome to me because, you know, he claims to come from, like, a gang-banging type of ga- background, but he's a real deep person. And he does a lot of slower songs and stuff that aren't typical to what you would hear on if I were to say that he's a gangster rapper. It's not what you would think, the way he makes these songs. Like He's got these really beautiful, melodic songs like Can't Get Over You, but then he has the real like heightened, crazy ones like Ratchet Bug. Like, Ratchet Bug is hilarious. And he does, I like, I like how he has like three different personalities on this. Like He goes from Ratchet Bug to Anthony to I think he's got like a couple other ones that he did an L.A. Leakers freestyle as all three different people that are on the album, and that shit was crazy as fuck, too. So Westside Boogie is definitely in my top five favorite rappers out right now, for sure. Um, yeah, so good call with that one, E-Man. Yeah. Uh, you said everything I wanted to say. Conception. I mean, the actual song itself is – I mean, the actual album itself is great. Um, in the year of, like, the self, like the self-aware, like, conscious – mental health aspect going to therapy going, like <laughs> albums that dropped and there was a lot of them yep uh this is definitely one of the ones i can put it probably i i'll probably rate it in one of my top 10 i'll probably rate it in my top 10 yeah if i was rating it yep, but yeah it's sure. definitely it's definitely up there uh and this is my and this is the song, standout song i got on there just because this is probably the best rapping i've heard from soldier boy probably bro ever I'm, oh my god i'm so was, glad you mentioned that because i was, was gonna can't even lie like holy shit song. i know here's the thing i know soldier boy can rap but it's yeah. just like the dance shit was what took him off yeah like no, that's what right. blew him up it, it really is i know he can actually rap all the crazy but, antics too yeah, like that yeah. and you know, I was the first. He was the first to do a lot of shit. He yeah. was. I. I definitely was on like Lime Wire with Soldier Boy. I definitely was. On, <laughs> That's saying. a great point. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. That is a great verse by Soldier Boy. I agree. Um, but moving on to number twelve, uh, similar to what I just said with the uh, West Side Boogie, this is another rapper that comes claims to be come from you know the Crips. Um, but also is a real deep guy and, you know, makes music that's real deep and the beats don't always line up with how you would think that sounds. And that'd be Vince Staples with Ramona Park Broke My Heart. You had that at 12? I had that at number 12. This, that probably would have been my number five overall. Yep. 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 I, I, you could make a case for that to be number one, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, he's just so good. At, I'm so glad Mac Miller convinced him to fucking rap, man. Like I really am because this guy is so talented and he's given us so much more than just rap. His perspective on everything is so hilarious and unique. And he's just like, he, he's definitely going to be one of those guys that after rap is over, you're going to be seeing him in movie. You're already starting to see it. He was on Abbott elementary uh, a couple of days ago. He was in uh he's insecure his, too. And then he's got that Netflix show coming out too. The, the Vince Staples show, like I think is coming out. Soon, I saw his that GQ interview. Like, that shit was so about, like, funny, things right? I like, like yeah. he's got such a quirky, weird attitude about things, and like, I don't know, he's just a really, really bright I like, person. So, I spent a lot of time with this Vince album. I spent a lot of time with Vince's last two albums, actually, mm-hmm. with Vin- the Vince Tape one, and then the Remote Part broke my heart. This, 
he's one of those ones we should know about a lot more. Yeah, we know a lot about, but we he, he should be his sales should he be way should be a lot are. higher than he is. Yep, Vince Staple he has it all. I got to see him earlier this year because he was on the Tyler Call Me If You Get Lost tour, so I got oh, to I saw him open that. for that. I got to see him open for him. That was cool. That was before I even that was before Ramona Park Bro My Heart came out. Came out, yeah, that's right. So hearing and the fact that he actually turned this into a play. Like he Ramona did? Park Broke My Heart is a play too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's it, crazy. It, yeah, he actually had like it was it was read out like an actual like Broadway play. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, man. It's like I and it if you really listen to it, especially like the um when like Bullets don't got or nameless. I think it was about bullets don't have no names. Yeah. And then it goes into my standout track is one with sparks fly. Mine too, as well. Fuck, I love it. That's probably one of I my favorite song songs. I love a song with duality because you think like at one minute you could think he's talking about um a girl, but he's really talking about his he Kanye Chicago. He Kanye Windy City. That yeah, it's really good. Um, I, or common hip hop, or you in, know, the, and the beat on when sparks fly is just it's very perfect. soulful, man. I don't, what's that sample? I don't know the sample, but I, I, I always meant to up. check it out, and I never did. I'll look that but, up later. Yeah, back to you on that. That I would say the track with him and Mustard was magic. That one's great. Yep. Um, even just opening the album, dog, like how you hear the gunshots and you hear the people cheering and laughing and shit in the background and things like that. It's just because I mean, you, this this is the culture we're in. Mm-hmm. We cel- I mean, we celebrate people after they die. Yep. No, you're right. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, so it's that's a lot of Vince Staples is one. And to your point, how you're talking about West Side Boogie, and, and I guess you went to Vince too. It's like you had. There's so much substance on these albums, and there's so much to take in. And there's so much going on where you're not necessarily like glorifying gang life but like yeah i'm from this shit yep but i sound like this you know you're not doing like drill shit you're not yeah. doing like this you're, or the you're doing like it your G-Funk own West way west coast shit it's like getting a, a brand new perspective so yeah man like that's i i fuck with vince yep and me too. i never i never not fuck with vince and he's so, phenomenal man. live too so yeah. um but yeah what did you have at the 11 spot smino I mean, I'm love sorry, for 12, rent 12 yep 12. smino love for rent yeah. uh dude Smino, we I mentioned a little earlier, one of these switch hitters that is just can do whatever the fuck they want really on any song. I think it's Smino to put it's, it to someone that doesn't know him is probably the closest thing we'll ever get to hearing new Andre three thousand music. <laughs> he's like a modern day Andre in the way that he's like so versatile with his do rap. Not, I have nothing to say to that take. Actually, I <laughs> I'd go as far as to say I agree with it. Really, to be honest with you, yeah. Because he yeah. can, you know, he'll give you some shit where he's barring you out, but then he'll give you some shit where he's singing, it's super or, melodic, yeah. or singing, and then, like just go like these weird pitches he used on his voice, yep. and it's like him. And, another one who actually does that pretty well for me is Johnny Venus from Earth Gang. It's another one that kind of does Earth that Gang pretty again, well yeah, too. But well. that's on my honorable yeah, mentions. Um, I didn't spend enough time with it. But Ghetto Gods, man, yeah, it's great. That's on my honorable mention too. Uh. Yeah, this Mino album is amazing. I really love the fact that, like... Another Dreamville one, by the way. Another Dreamville is, artist. Is, is he on Dreamville? Yep. yep. I actually never knew that. That yep. explains a lot of the J. Cole features. Yeah. Like, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so... But, yeah, it's, I, I spent a lot of time with this album, man. It was, from start to finish, it was solid. I think Noel's is my... That, that's going to be my... uh Not Noel's, like, Christmas, but Noel's, like, in licenses. Like, yeah. he doesn't have a license. Yeah. 
Driving drunk. <laughs> My standouts on that one would be probably Pro Freak with uh, Fat Man Scoop and Dochi. I love that song. Dochi, Dochi fucking killed that, by the way. Cri- she has one of my favorite rap verses of 2022 on that song. She goes fucking bananas. And she's one of my favorite discoveries of 2022. I, we heard about like a little bit of rumblings of her because she's on TDE now um, over the last year or so. But I just kind of dialed in with her music this year. And she's going to be something I'm really paying attention to in this next coming year because I think she's going to be like Janelle Monet level talent. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was our number. Oh, was that 12? 12. That was 12. All right. Number 11, I'm just going to name off because we literally just talked about it two slots ago for E Man. And that's where I placed West Side Boogie's Motor Black Superheroes um, at number 11. Mm-hmm. So, E Man, what you got at 11? Uh, I don't think we talked about this yet, but King's Disease Three, Nas and Hit Boy, yep, the Dream Team back again. The dream Team, man, the back for the four. Is that the fourth time? Because Magic yep. was that him and yep. Hit Boy too. Yep. yep. So fourth time, four albums in two years, which is fucking bananas. For Nas is fifty. Nas He's does not have to do this <laughs> at all. Nas does not have Nas's place in the hip hop and music culture is absolutely cemented he doesn't have to be working at this level no i am for sure glad he is though because this shit is amazing and who other than nas can carry a 17 track album with no features like that's bananas man like j cole could i'm just kidding (laughs) it's just crazy dude like nas he's rapping at a level that is this is definitely going to be talked about like you know 20, 30 years from now, like what Nas and Hit Boy got together and did in this last four albums of this. It's and, awesome. And Eat not out, one of them are. <laughs> and it. Not one of them are bad. No. Not one of them are bad. Nope. Not a single one. And it's funny because he gave us. You could almost couple this with um, Magic because he gave us Magic on Christmas Eve of last year. So it was like just the end of. 2021 going into 22 and then drops this towards the back of 2022 um and it's just great because it doesn't sound dated like he's reflecting on his life a lot but it's um but also keeping current and i think hit boys beats kind of keep him current as well absolutely like hit boys production keeps him really uh like it keeps it more of a modern feel to it to where it doesn't sound dated like he sounds like I mean, he sounds crispier than ever. Yeah. And, that, and I mean, as you know, I've, we've had this debate. I never was a huge, like a super huge fan of Nas production, like mm-hmm. back in the day. I absolutely love everything that's been coming out with Hit yeah. Boy. Sometimes like, when it clicks, you just got to stay just with makes, it, you know? It just <laughs> makes sense, man. It, it vibey. I, do you think there's another producer that he could lock in, like of this time? That he could lock into, like, and lock and in and get like good. the same kind of feel. I don't, th- or not, like not, not necessarily. It don't have to be the same vibe, but like the same type of like response. You know, I'd have to really think on that because even some of the best ones like gave him bullshit. Like Kanye's fucking. We don't talk Nas about that project. Was trash. We don't talk about Nas here. Yeah, I'm not including that one. Yeah, I don't um, even count that album. But yeah, no, I agree with you, man. And there's tracks like Thun, which is probably my standout on Thun, that. That Thun is also like, my that standout. That beat is crazy. Michael and Quincy's crazy. Um, yeah, shout out to Nas. Oh, by the way, since we're on it, I give Nas, even though it's not, and you'll hear me say it in a couple more slots, but I give Nas Rapper of the Year for me. Um, it's, it's not my favorite album of the year, 
but Nas gets rapper of the year for what he's done and all the things that we just mentioned is the reason that he gets rapper of the year for me. Um, but yeah, so moving on, we have number the number 10 slot now. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is another one that I don't even have to talk about. Uh, actually, this is going to happen with the, the next handful. It's going to happen with the next few. <laughs> so we're going to move along a little bit faster now because E-Man already mentioned his down, I think, at 25. Um, mine, I have Lupe Fiasco, Drill Music, and Zion at number 10. Okay. Um, with a standout track called Autobato, which he's, like, blowing crazy on, and I love it. Um, I just think... Lupe is just such a necessary, important MC in this time. Like he has always given you a deeper, um, deeper dive on subject matters, and he's always been a voice of, you know, offering you something different. Like you're not gonna hear the same shit. And Lupe's made very successful albums, but he just always has stayed true to himself, and I love that about him. Um, and yeah, so that's all I got to say about that since we already talked about that's it. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> what you got, number 10? <laughs> My number 10, uh, I'll skip that because I had the weekend on FM right there. Yeah. So, my number nine, I know we didn't talk about this yet, was JID Forever Story. Yes, JID Forever Story. Radar, solar, laser <laughs> beam, text, chest, submarine. This album just starts off fucking insane. <laughs> and it just does not let up. Like, so. Is it so? Is it a is it going off the Never story? Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's go, a play on a that. Continuation right, cool. to that. For Just sure. making sure. Which well, is the album that got me hip to JID was the the Never. Never story. been shit. Never had shit. Never oh, knew shit. God, yeah, that one. So yeah. Crazy man. No nah, man. So Dreamville back on our list. Yep. Dreamville um, again. Yeah, this JID album is insane, man. Just like from the lot. It, it's one of those ones that has a lot of substance too. Like this was that swing go swing go has it's that so beautiful crack sandwich is which crack is my standout is, song. That's my uh, rap song of the year, by the way. Like just so much different, so much versatility on this album. And JID is just one of those ones where <sighs> I'm trying to figure out what to do with him as a rapper because it's like because it goes he goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily he's also featured like, on a lot of these albums because his flow already. he has because he has like such an insane flow, but it, and it's so unique where it's almost. And I said we said this about Grip when he was rap, like at, when we were talking about him earlier, but I would put it in a Royce and stuff like that where he have like this thing where he like talk, he's rapping and then he acts like he's talking, but he's not talking. Yeah. He's still rhyming, but yep. it doesn't sound like it's off beat. But it's not off beat, but it is. It's still Kate. Like it's crazy. It's yep. Like it's not off beat, but it's. It's it's just weird. It's like he's talking to. It's like more like conversational yeah. with with the flow. It is crazy how he does that. But you know what I'm talking about. Like when he does like he'll go like into like a certain cadence. Yeah, he just he just definitely changes up his flow yeah. patterns all the time. And I think JD JID to me it's just seamless is, how he does it. And that's it's I think crazy he's on his way to Kendrick level brilliance. Like this is by far the best JID project that I've heard. Um, I think it blows away, blows everything else he's done out of the water. Quite oh, honestly. absolutely! Um, by a by a long shot, he's track. always had the skill set, but the songs match up with the skill set. Like what was his last album, so DiCaprio Two? DiCaprio Two, yep. I like another yeah, I like awesome this. album. I'm not saying great, great album. album. I'm just good, I like this more. Yep, yeah. JID Forever Story for sure. Um, that was E Man's number ten. Um, I already talked about, or no, that was no E Man's number nine. I'm sorry. Um, number nine for me, we just talked about it two seconds ago, and that was King's Disease number three. Okay. So I'll move on to number eight, which we also talked about. 
um, which was where I placed Mino's Love for Rent. Great um, album. And I'll bounce over to E-Man for his number eight. Let me see. So, I know, I think my number eight we already talked about. I'm pretty sure it was Capra Songs. By the way, I looked it up. She is a Capricorn. Yeah. Uh, FKA Twigs, Capra Songs. Capri Songs. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, my number seven spot, I had Nego. I love Nego. Oh, actually. shit. So, I don't know if I even listened. I think I listened to a couple of the songs. This album, man, was solid. Like, it was a lot. So, if you guys aren't familiar with Nego, which I wasn't either for a long time, he actually was the creative, uh, not a Bathing Ape. Yo, oh, was that where he was from? Bathing Ape. Ape okay. And he also was a member of the Teriyaki Boys. Okay. So, that if you ever watch Tokyo Drift and shit like that, yeah. he was part of that. So, yeah, uh, this album is amazing. A lot of feet, lot of features. I mean, Nigo himself is not on it, but it's one of those curated albums and things like that, which I still love. Got ASAP on here a couple of times. You got Tyler on here a couple of times. You got Pusha T, and actually Eclipse is back together. Yep. Got uh, Ferg. You got Pop Smoke. R.P. Got all right. Can we since we're Uzi. since you mentioned that real quick, I'm, I'm gonna need all the producers in hip hop to stop fucking using Pop Smoke and Juice World. And triple X. Like, let Big those time. guys rest. I agree. <laughs> like, it's yeah. getting annoying. Throw a little peep in that mix, too, while we add it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real, yeah. man. Like, That's another it's one. Like, you guys are putting them on all this. There, there's more Pop Smoke music since he died than there is when he was alive. I was just listening to uh, Danny Brown's pod before we got here. He was actually talking about that, like, actually signing real street dudes yeah. that are get hit a hot off a moment. He goes, like, well, when you die, you better have a lot of music. Yep, for sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. It's, that shit's that's crazy. That's why Anderson Peck got that tattoo. <laughs> yeah, do not release These are just demos. That <laughs> they were but not yeah. meant for public consumption. <laughs> but I, th- I, yeah, man, this was. But I do, I really did enjoy this album. What's your a lot standout too. on it? I think I heard the one functional with addict. Which, functional, functional addict with Pharrell, Pharrell and Gunna. Nice. Another one was in trouble earlier this year, but yeah, uh, just it has like this weird like organ beat, like boom, 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 boom. It's like this weird like production style that I could only say Pharrell is probably can do, uh-huh. really. But it's just like so unorthodox style, and it's just a weird like vibey beat. Yeah. And then it goes into like the hook, which is like more like a melodic thing, and it's really dope. Yeah. But yeah. That's uh, tight. Well, moving on to the next one. Um, the next one we've already talked about is the next two that we already talked about as well. So I'll rattle those off real quick. At number seven is where I placed Absol's Herbert. Um, standout track being Do Better on there for me, which was also a single of his. But man, that's just like the way um, when J-Rock's um, win came out and I was listening to that as like my mantra, this is like the same thing for me. Like Absol's Do Better as like a whole perspective or like a whole track on, you know, doing better in life, making better decisions, um, you know, learning from past mistakes. And it's over this brilliantly sampled beat um, of this Nick Hakim track, uh, um, Green Twins, which if you're not familiar with Green Twins, go check him out. He's like the most interesting, unique, weird R&B singer-songwriter type of artist out there. So, yeah, that's where I had Absol. And at number six, we also talked about her as well. And that's where I placed Little Sims, No Thank You. Hey. Um, okay. And then I'll kick it over to E-Man for his number six. My number six we already talked about was Pusha T, It's Almost Dry. Yeah. My number five, and I'm going to spend as much time as I want to on this album, but Denzel Curry, that's Melt I'm My Eyes, five. and See Your Future. <laughs> that's the only one we've got linked up so right. far. <laughs> hey, all right. We got, we got Zell. <laughs> I'll take Zell, man. Yeah, let me, go let me get comfortable for go this for one. It. 
So, I am. I I got a lot of people hip to Denzel Curry. Yes, you definitely I will, got me I will, hip to him. I will definitely take credit for that. There's one of those people like I was hip to a long time ago. Yep. Hate to sound like that hipster, but I was. <laughs> yep. So, you were. Uh, the produ- the progression from here in Denzel Curry from like Imperial to Taboo to Zoo to the Kenny Beats project unlocked to like where he is now with this shit. Oh my god, dude! I, I, it's it's crazy to me. It's like it's almost the same dude. Like the production, like he opens up with that was it Kareem or Robert Glasper in the beginning? Yeah. Like the melt the melt sessions one or whatever. Yeah, and Kareem is on it as well. Fuck, dude! Like this production on this album, it just sounds like way more. He's got way more like it's like boom bap soul samples and like it's it's way. I'm trying to figure out how to. Really beautiful kind of production, which is like one of my concept films, man. So it's like this whole thing where it's just like one big piece of art and it just goes from start to finish. When I actually got to see him live too, one of my other great shows, he was talking about when this album, when he was making this album, it was like during pandemic when he was like recording, writing, recording most of it. He was like, this is probably my most like actual conversational, most introspective album that he put out mm-hmm. because it was like I had time to reflect on myself and really dig deep within and things yeah. like that. Denzel is the man, man. He's probably definitely my favorite. He, Denzel is my favorite artist of like that came out the SoundCloud era for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't even put him there because that's not fair to him because I got hip to him before that, but I, that's when he started the pop was around that era. But as far as, like, this album, just start to finish, man, is just something beautiful about it. Yeah. But I think Walkin' was the lead single off it, and I actually have that as my favorite track, too. And it's honestly probably one of my favorite songs of any genre that came out last year because you're he's always had this dope-ass flow. He usually would be over, like, more intense beats, and this is, like, a real beautiful sample of a uh, like a vocal sample. Um, and just it really fits the the song title "Walking." Like the beat sounds like you're walking, and um, he just did such a good job with it. And E Man, I didn't see the concert that E Man went to, but I watched his um, they streamed Pharrell's music festival over the summer that um something, something in, in the, the water. water, and I watched the stream of his set, and I've never seen someone connect with fans like he, you know, he'll split fans up. You do this part, you do this part. Yep. Like he really connects and like he's got like control of the crowd like he knows how to control the crowd my favorite was he was like he was one one of the songs he's about to go into he was pointing all the white people in the crowd like you gonna know this song you gonna know this song you know this song it was clout cobain (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny yeah so shout out to denzel i can see him being like like by the time he's done, I think he's going to be one of the biggest names in rap music for sure. Denzel is just, the man. He's, he's on his way. One of my favorite. He is my favorite artist like that I found about probably in the past, like I would say past like six, seven. Yeah, for I, sure. I really wanted to go to that concert, too, but it was one of those dumb ones that was on like a Tuesday night or something like that. And I had to work early on Wednesday. <sighs> what can you do with the tour schedules? Man? I know it I, sucks. I, I it sucks. It. But moving on on to the next one um a number cuz i had i had him as well at the same spot number 5 so number 4 would be the um radiohead's side project of um 
uh, Johnny Greenwood, who's the guitar player, and Tom York, who's the lead singer and you know producer and stuff as well. Well, not, he, he does some of the production. Nigel Godrich does too, which Nigel's involved with this project as well. And I forget the drummer's name. I gotta. I'll come back to you on the drummer's name. But the band is called The Smile, and they put out this uh, album this year called A Light for Attracting Attention. And you already knew this is I was going to be a little bit biased towards this because I'm a massive, massive Radiohead fan. They've been one of my favorite bands since I was a kid. Um, and one of the things that I think is so inspiring about Tommy York and Johnny um, is that, you know, these guys are in their 50s now and they're still putting out, like, not only good music, but music that's pushing things forward. They're not staying stagnant or the same. Like, this is different takes on things and a different sound than Radiohead has. Um, and it just makes me so happy to watch, man. They just did a a Tiny Desk concert, too, that's so awesome. Like, And the way that Tom, like, Tom is so talented, he'll p- play these songs that have like these complicated bass lines that he's playing while he's singing a melody that's completely different. And it's like just the skill set to be able to perform that together at the same time is awesome. Um, I can't say enough good things about them. If you haven't listened to this project yet and you're a Radiohead fan, I would get on it. Um, it's really, really good. I think the standout track for me on there is a song called Thin Thing. So yeah, that would be my number four. E-Man, what you got? So my four and my three we already talked about. So my four spot was Vince Staples, Remote Apart, Broke My Heart. Yep. I fucking love that album. And With Sparks Fly was my standout. And then we talked about Freddie Gibbs, Soul Soul Separately, which is an amazing album. It sure is. And I went with Space Rabbit as my standout. My number two, and this is where... I actually, this song would, this album would, is going to be my number two. I'm like, my next two are actually one and two for sure. And this is an art, this is a trio that I got hip to this year. And this was crazy about it. This, I have not heard music like this in a long time. The closest thing probably to come to it was probably the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars probably. Oh, yeah, Silk Sonic. The, the Silk Sonic thing. And I like this better. I, I gotta, gotta check be this out. So I haven't you, heard it yet. Man, this is what we call prior bleaching music. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go PG here. <laughs> That's funny. Prior F- wax music. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we're going with the Sacred Soul self self titled debut album. And I gotta say, man, this is probably one of this is probably one of my favorite albums. This is my favorite album of this type of music all year like r&b like just soulful. it's going back to just soulful r&b dog and mm-hmm. it's like it's very 70s 80s influences very like chicago very like big band like straight up like motown type shit who's like, the band that got had that really popular i'm, I'm i haven't heard this but am i get is it kind of like the black um black pumas black pumas it's not like, they're in the same ballpark they're different from the black okay. pumas though uh, both had black lead singers. When okay, that. but yeah, they they got their own like little soundboard. Black Pumas, like Colors, has been all over the fucking right, video, right? Right. These guys are more the Sacred Souls. The T H E E. The Sacred Souls. Let me look at the classic. I love these it. Guys I love here. it. Kind of like a Leon Bridges kind of vibe. They to do their got aesthetic. the Leon Bridges yeah. aesthetic too. Yeah. yeah, man. Uh, yeah, these guys are solid, man. Like just as this like really jazzy. Big band, it's like Motown, Chicago, Memphis. It's like maybe we should over close the with these it. guys because I want to hear what they sound like. Now. No, I want to close. I want. I do want to close with. Uh, okay, all right. 
Local guy. This, this is amazing, and you're going to absolutely love it. All right. Like, I don't know anything about them individually, and I really wish I did, but I'm happy to say I'm going to the show. They're going to be at L Club in two oh, weeks. Oh, shit. I'm going to the show. You already Can't, have the tickets? Yeah, I'm going with right, uh, I might have to. Yeah. might have to fucking. If I like it, I might have to buy myself you're, one. You're going you're gonna to want to go. I'm going to say that right now. You're, I know you. You're going to love you. this. <laughs> I trust you're you. You're going to absolutely love it. But these sacred, uh, Future Lover is definitely my favorite song off the album. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's definitely, uh, you know, a few for uh for all you couples out there. <laughs> <laughs> for all you young lovers out Fight. there. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know, if you are engaging in relations allegedly, then yeah, this would be a great album for yep. you. Or if you just want something vibey, like just something like very lighthearted. I mean, and the one thing about it, they can go, they can play anywhere at any setting. Cause you like a lot of like the older crowds like will connect with it. It's very very smoky yes. Yeah. Very like I was gonna say like smoke like a jazz club smoky wrist, but I got Smokey Robinson. You go yeah. you throw it in his back too. But I could just see this being played. Like I want to see this played at like L Club is cool, but I really want to see it played at like a what's that club in it? What's that jazz club in Ann Arbor? I know what you're talking about, but maybe like a Willis Show Bar or something like a that. A Willis Show Bar would be tight. Uh, I don't know the jazz A Baker's would be tight. Baker's, yep. And it's not the one I'm thinking of, but it's one in Ann Arbor. The jazz club out there. Blue Llama. Oh. Uh, yeah, that would be cool out there, too. Yep. Um, I, I just see this vibe there. L Club, I, I, I can't wait for that show. That's I cannot absolutely. I'm going to lose my shit. I cannot wait to see them live. But yeah, uh, The Sacred Souls, The Sacred Souls, Stand Out Song, Future Lover. Nice. Well, yeah, that was his number two. I at my number three because I didn't mention that one off yet, but we already talked about it. Number three is where I place JID's "The Forever Story." Um, Crack Sandwich was my standout and my favorite rap song of the year. Um, and my number two is an artist that I've been onto for the last few years now. She's out of my favorite weirdo camp uh, of record label. It's Stone, Stone's Throw Record with Peanut Butter Wolf. Her name is Sudan Archives. The album is called Natural Brown Prom or Natural Brown Prom Queen. That's a kind of a tongue twister. Natural Brown Prom Queen. Yeah. Um, yep. So that is the name of the album. And to describe her music, she got her start in music as a violinist, um, but now she kind of does more electric violin type stuff. But she also sings and raps. Production wise, it's kind of. Um, comparable to like fka twigs the way that she makes stuff but this album is so high energy it's so high energy it's so much fun it's probably honestly i don't have it at number one but and it will explain why because i think eman and i both have the same for number one we we're gonna get that one i'm looking at your list and i'm looking at my list quite honestly music wise just from a music standpoint I think it's my favorite music of the year because it's just so unique and I'm different. I'm actually not hip to this, by the and way. And you would love it, dude. You got to check her out. Sudan Archives? Yeah, she's so fucking, she's so phenomenally talented. Um, yeah, so check out Sudan Archives. A track that I really like on there is called Freakalizer. Um, yeah, she's, she's cool, too, because she'll have these really deep, awesome, like, um, big-sounding songs, and the lyrics are, like, kind of funny, and she's not afraid to, like, you know, just talk about some like normal life shit, and I I like that about her. I, I I like when people aren't afraid to just be straightforward with what they're talking about. I that's why I like rap music so much. 
Um, Damn it. Yeah, so that was my number two. And I think we Let's both say have it the, at same the same number time, one. Dog. Kendrick Lamar. Mr. Morrell and the, the Big Steppers. Steppers. Um, quite honestly, there is a handful of albums that could have beat this for me, but there's not an album I spent more time I with than this one. I went back to this album <laughs> so much. It was, it was so <laughs> I helpful. I can't even count. I can't speak for E-Man, but, but I know for me it was so helpful in my own life, like getting through shit that I was going through mentally. Um, I found so much value in it. Me and E-Man both also paid the big bucks to see it performed on the floor at LCA. Yeah, yeah we did. And that was a beautiful thing. Baby Keem is ready. He is way better than an opening act already. He is going to have a hell of a 2023 if he drops. Um, I, I don't know any artist that has had a, a a run like this too like he hasn't missed yet all of his albums have been classic albums and beyond he's won pulitzer prizes for shit he's continued his growth his live show is incredible it's so much bigger than just a rap concert it is a show show like a vegas show that you would see type shit um i love that he chose therapy uh as like the main component on what this album was going to be about self-growth yep and that was definitely the theme and he kind of led the charge with that it was the first one uh, first big album that was kind of that way um of the year to come out and just be like here's me this is my flaws and here's how the nuts on the table boy it's like here's how (laughs) i'm gonna get through here's how i went through it um the intro alone like united in grief it just starts off like Holy shit! Let me shut everything else down. What I'm doing right now. Let me shut my eyes and focusing. I was reading an article (laughs) on that, and then what he essentially wanted to do. He got it was like him and Dave Free in the article, and he was talking about. I really wanted to make a hip hop version of Mozart, like a Mozart album. And I'm like, like this is, yeah, this is that man. You Mm -hmm. got like the drama. You got the like the peaks of it. You got the highs. You got the lows. You got the in betweens. You got the. It's just so many different things, like. And he touches on like Zip. my um my thing was, this is not my standout track, but this is probably one of my favorite songs I heard all year. Or not all year. It's probably one of my favorite songs I heard in a long time. As far as like as far as storytelling goes, it might be my favorite song. In probably like a decade, dude was uh the shit, the Taylor Page one. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. We cry together. Yeah. I have never heard any shit like that in my life. But it's so true, though. I have never heard an argument like a toxic, like a toxic relationship being portrayed on, like on a track like yeah. that. I mean, obviously, you got like shout out to Taylor Page. Here's too. the thing she about that: like you got like people who, you know, like they, there's breakup songs out there mm-hmm. and everything like that. Obviously, and makeup songs and romantic songs. There's things like that, but you've never seen like an actual portrayal of like a toxic relationship or a relationship where there's like miscommunication on record like yeah. that. That shit might've been one of the best storytelling songs I've ever heard. Yeah. I gotta be honest with it. It's not one of my favorite songs in the album even, but it's like, and for an artist at Kendrick Lamar's caliber and level and uh, fame and height, he did something that a lot of rappers at his level are afraid to do or just don't do. And that's touch on topics that are not tr- necessarily popular or that you want to hear about, you know, talking about, you know, father time, your dad, um, you know, 
treating you too much like a man and not getting you in touch with your sensitive side and your it's, and your ability to um you know to be vulnerable and and then he's also talks about homophobia especially in rap music especially and, in the black community like because you're yep. not raised with the i mean and i'm gonna be honest i'm just i'm just throw this shit out there man like a lot of it a lot of this album resonated with me because a lot of it was how i was brought up mm-hmm. and a lot of that is things i experienced like especially like crown does that that's smiley my standout album or song on the album to me from me having to like deal with the things i'm currently dealing with in my personal life and just to have like a lot of pressure from family on you like to like be this person it's it's a lot like Mm -hmm. and it's just one of those things where you're talking about how you really can't please everybody you can't like you will drive yourself crazy doing it and there's a short-term memory on like you know, oh, I love you, but only, you know, if you do this for me and things like that. And just like these real feelings that you have. Father Time's another one, too, man. Yep. We're talking about just like. With the amazing you were, Sam You were supposed to be like, you know, you're supposed to be this masculine figure. You're supposed to be like, you know, this tough. Like, we're talking about like his mom died. Asked why you go back to work so soon. Because of these bills. <laughs> He's like, these bills don't stop coming. There's no silver spoon. I forgot what the fuck he said, but it was yeah. something, like, something along those lines. But, or if you fall, get back up. You know, he's like, it's that kind of theme yeah. to it. And then you know, it, and That kept you competitive. I mean, it's one of those things, like, mm-hmm. you can't really, don't trust anybody except for, who, who, you know, who you grew up with and keep your head down, get your money, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's shit that I got drilled in me when I was a kid. Just hearing it, like, somebody else, like, of that caliber talking about that is fucking insane to me i'm like and that's one of those things like like artists like kendrick can do he can make it seem like he's speaking directly to you yeah, yeah. and you know the funny and the not the funny part the the awesome part about that really is that he is such a trendsetter that now this is gonna i think make other artists that were either you know hiding from these things be able to feel comfortable talking about them because you know homophobia doesn't get discussed about how you know hip-hop music in a classic sense, has been pretty homophobic over the years. Oh, and God. you're starting to see now gay artists. You're starting to now see people being comfortable telling their truth. And I think Kendrick, not only does he address homophobia, but he also addresses transphobia, which is not just um, a new thing to hip-hop. That's that's a big thing currently for everyone. You know, uh, that's a new I thing for like a lot of people. I feel like it's new because a lot of, I mean, because it's not like, it wasn't as presented to mm-hmm. us as it is now yeah, yeah so that's exactly. one thing that goes into it and if you one of those things like if you weren't raised like around a certain type of like if you weren't raised around a certain type of like thing and when you start seeing it you're only going by and this i mean this is means for a lot of shit to be honest with you not just like transphobia but this goes for a lot of shit what i'm about to say you're only going by the perception of what you see in the media. Uh-huh. Like you're, I mean, you're when the shit. Like, tr- I feel like cr- like cross dressing and things like that, um, and trans like that. You know, that's people who they want to express who they are on the inside mm-hmm. and things like that coming out. That wasn't one of those things where I was raised. Right. It's one of those things I'm learning now as like an adult yeah. man, like a 
what they call assist adult man yeah, for these sure. days where I'm learning about that like oh so this is this is a thing now cool I ex- you know I I accept this person for who they are mm-hmm. definitely like you know 15 I'm on how long 30 31 mm-hmm. so 15 years ago i probably would have i mean you, you we would clown some shit like that oh, i'm sorry sure. i like sure. I, I i i hope nobody takes this out of context or anything like that because that's not what i'm trying to do it's growth. It's i'm true. just saying like it's growth it's like seeing things that different ideas that were presented one way and then like reframing into another way like I, I get it. That's and plus, we're all because it's we're, more being accepting to things. And plus, what, yeah. and what this does too is, you know, we're generally speaking, we're afraid of what is unknown to us, what we're not familiar with. And the more tracks like stuff like Mother I Sober and and stuff where he's talking about these things and these issues, the more normal they become, and the more often we have these conversations the less scary it becomes to you because it's just normal now. You you understand it more. You get an understanding of what's going on, and then it's just just like the same thing as any other you listening to a, a relationship song about a man and a woman. You know what I mean? It, I can listen to Frank Ocean songs about dudes being with dudes and have no I mean, problem you hearing it You didn't anymore. know that, though, until later for Frank Ocean. No, I knew that. You knew that right off the rip with Frank Ocean when when or when uh, Channel Orange came out. Like There's like... Think about you? Three or four thinking about you. About oh, well, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's about, about a dude. One. There's yeah. a ton of them on there that are about a guy. Um, and and now I I couldn't care less. I I'm not a a gay man. I'm a, a straight cis man, like E Man just said. And I could not care less if he's singing about a relationship with a dude, or a woman, or a transgender person. Oh, Lil Nas X is my birthday twin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, I think yeah, so I think that's helping nah. when you start to normalize it's... things and tell awesome deep stories and you do it in a smart and clever way um like Kendrick did on this album. Um That has nothing to do with anything by the way. I just want to throw that out there. What? Lil Nas X is my birthday twin. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing to do with it. But um and yeah, and and, and I think you're 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 seeing a lot more people being comfortable living in their skin now. And I think that's important. You know, I think that's more important than anything else really when it comes down to it. Um, but yeah, so Kendrick, you know, he, he's just really, uh, just an awesome. And then, you know, all these videos he's been dropping is awesome. He's got, you know, the count me out video, which is one of my standout tracks. Count me out and rich. Count me out is great. Are my two favorite standout tracks. I think on here. Um, Mine were Worldwide Steppers and Crown for sure. I mean, there I can name a hundred. The of whole them, album, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the uh, the whole thing. Really. And it's a the double only, album. The only too. the only song I have I have to skip is We Cry Together. And I, I, I and I, I skip it. I just and I love play. that song. If, I, if but I, the only song I I'll have skip to it skip if I'm playing it publicly. If I'm listening to it, yeah, publicly, that that, yeah, that might be that shit. No, I remember <laughs> when I had to go. So just for my job, like I'm in a lot of like dispensaries and shit like that throughout the week. And when that album came out, I heard it everywhere. And even in the bars and stuff like that, too. I remember they played We Cry Together in the picture of like, dog, y'all got to change yeah. this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. That's like letting yeah. Biggie Ray to die play in public and you get to the sex scene where, oh, where, where Tim me. and Lil' Kim Look having it. sex. You, <laughs> you, you black nasty motherfucker. You Oreo cookie-eating, <laughs> pickle <laughs> juice blending, <laughs> grizzly <laughs> ass drinking. <laughs> but anyways, we're running a little long, so we got to start to wrap this puppy up. Yeah, we're that, about two hours. That, was, Mark, our two, so. that was our top 25. Um, I wanted to say quickly because we wanted to mention our one of our favorite things that happened in music last year. For me, it's not without question seeing Kendrick live. Um, 
at the front row watching him. At, I, I've never paid for front row tickets at a big, big time. Sh- well, I guess I did play for floor tickets at Jay Z and uh, Eminem as well at Comerica Park. But the, no, nothing since then have I paid, you know, this kind of price to see someone up close. But it was so worth the money, man. He didn't disappoint me at all. His show was just so on point. I couldn't have been happier. I'm so happy to be the same age as Kendrick Lamar and, like, be able to watch the arc of his entire career from Section 80 and on. And, um, and yeah, I'm just a big, big, big fan of Kendrick. Um, what I'm looking forward to in 20, 2023, depending on when this album or when this episode is released, it could be out. But I don't know. We'll have it out before then. Odyssey is dropping his brand new album on January 20th. I'm so excited for that because this has been the longest break he's had since putting out a full-length album. If you know me, you know that I'm a massive Odyssey fan. I don't think there's anyone that does hip-hop quite as good as him, quite honestly. Um, And then also I'm excited for all the TDE releases to come. We're going to get, you know, Schoolboy Q's been liking all these tweets about putting out a new album. Yesterday I saw that. So for that Danny album. He's coming. Danny Brown's album. Frank Ocean's been teasing his new album, so man, I would be. So I happy also to that. saw the the I guess it's confirmed, but like the collab album of Earl Sweatshirt, Vince Stables, and Alchemist. Holy shit! Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh yeah. man! Oh yeah, that's the other thing we got to do real quick. Let me read these off. The honorable my, mentions. Yeah, my list was uh, fifty. I narrowed it down just, to twenty-five. Just run down. I'm just gonna run them down real quick. Kaylani, Blue Water Road, Domi and JD Beck, who is Anderson Pack's first uh, signees on his Ape Shit Records. Their album is not tight. Moonchild, Starfruit, Toro Imoy, uh, Mahal, Wet Leg, Self Titled, Earl Sweatshirt, Sick, Steve Lacey, Gemini Writes, Salt Eleven, Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods, Sid, Broken Hearts Club, Sabrina Claudio, Based on a Feeling, Robert Glasper, Black Radio Three, Big Crit, Digital Roses Don't Die. Nick Grant, Welcome to Loveland, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Dream Canteen. Shout out to them for putting out two albums this year, too, at their stage of this career. Um, Hooray for the Riff Raff, Life on Earth, Arctic Monkeys, The Car, Jack White, Fear of the Dawn, Alt-J, The Dream, Mavi, Laugh So Hard It Hurts, Shea Noir, Food for Thought, Lucky Day, Candy Drip, Sinead Hartnett, which could have been on my list, but I only listened to the album for the first time yesterday, but it's beautiful. Um, Father John Misty, Chloe in the Next 21st Century. And the cool kids, and that's uh yeah that's that's what I got. All right, I got Sid, Broken Hearts Club, Ie or Licky Lee, Ie, oh, uh, Yomoy, Mahal, Few Good Things, Saba. Uh, so this album actually another one kind of like in the These Sacred Souls bag, but Round Spiritual Ring by Stimulator Jones. Uh, finally got a local one on here. I went with Dane Black, the people under the stairs. He's definitely on my list, yeah, man. That man. man Dane, shout out Dane shout Black, out Dane. man. You did an awesome yeah. job last year, man. Dame, I didn't put any of my friends or podcasts. That's the only on one I put list. on there. Um, we could do a whole, we could probably do a separate, um, episode about our favorite things I gotta that happened go back. Our, our guys that happened last year. I, I would have to go back. Shout out Paris. Paris is dropping great music. Mm-hmm. Deontay Visible. Love you, buddy. Your music is amazing. Shout out Nappy Devi. He did a great performance that E-Man and I saw at this rap camp event at um, Otis Supply, which was really cool. I hope they do more rap camp events. They are. We got invited to, we got invited to the next one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. We already did get invited. So, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, E-Man, what was your favorite of 2022? I didn't even finish my RAS album, oh, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got distracted. I only got three Black. more. It was 070 <laughs> Shake, You Can't Kill Me, uh, Supernova uh, from the Nova Twins, one of my favorite finds of last year. 
And finally, let's kick it to Detroit. Payroll Giovanni, back to the basics. Yeah. What would be your favorite uh, music thing that happened last year? I didn't get to see Elton John before he retired. That's not my favorite. You saw Elton John last year? I told you that. How do I not remember that? I told you that. That was like right after. Oh, yes, I did remember that. Didn't you go by yourself? Today? Yeah, I went yeah. by myself. I, I literally had a, I I just had a Monday just chilling. I'm like, all right. And I think this was after some. I got to the hospital or some shit like that. I'm like, all right, let me go check this out. Dude, it was great. That's amazing. Yeah, he puts on a hell of a show. Um, My favorite music moment of 2022. I can tell you my saddest one was the end Not of Versus. saddest. The, the end of Versus. Oh, yeah, dude. Versus <laughs> did go down in flames. We kind of <laughs> saw that coming because, but, you know, music's back outside now. So I think my favorite one, I would probably say the Kendrick concert, man. Yeah. The Kendrick concert might have been it for me. I, I'm trying to think. Like, there's a No, hell no. Actually, that's up there. I really started taking a liking to EDM, like House and Ghetto Tech. And dubs. I've been taking a lot. Of oh, I should have mentioned Beyonce in the honorable mentions too, because her album was fucking phenomenal. Renaissance was great. I'll give her that. Uh, sorry, Beehive. Yes, yep. it was. It was absolutely great. Um, he did was my shit off of that. If That's I had a great to stand out track. All right, but yeah, I really, I, I never really spent that much time. And you know, just being in Detroit, we're the house of like house, we're the home of house music yep. and techno and things like that. I never really took a liking to it, so shout out to my my friend Jason, man. Um, we he been uh, him and a couple other guys. We've been going to more like EDM and tech shows. I actually flew out to New York for uh to go to Electric Zoo last year. Yeah, that was cool. Got to see uh Mahala. Got to see G Jones. Uh, a couple other people. Like when we went to we went to Movement this year. Got to see Flylo live. That was cool. Hell yeah. It uh, was. I never really saw. I never really cared to see Grizz like that but even Grizz killed it to me mm-hmm. saw him twice he played both of those festivals um yeah it's just like the actual production style of it and I somebody and Jason actually brought a point to me even though kind even though it was kind of in a dickish way possible but and I love him you're my best you're one of my best friends man I love you <laughs> there's no ego in EDM oh well not in the music. in the in the actual production of it. Oh, I was if gonna you, say because if you think it's all electronic, the, it, I mean not not the artist necessarily. Yeah, the artist got not talking about like it's out of control. Not talking about the artist, <laughs> but like in the actual production yeah. style because it's all samples for yeah. the most part. It's all yeah. samples. It's all electronics. All sounds mm-hmm. things like that. You just let loose to it. You can really yeah. You just literally just listen to it and just vibe out, mm-hmm. man. It's, that's why I'm saying it's not really ego in it. Like I mean in bar and like in hip hop, for instance, hip hop. As much as I love it, it's a super competitive fucking yeah. field like everybody's trying to bar up with each other everybody's trying to like you know who has the hardest verse whose album was better and this stuff like that yeah. you don't really do that with edm yeah, that's what don't. i like about that yeah. like that's the one thing that's Hip-hop brought to definitely me definitely like, the most yeah. competitive of all the genres of music for absolutely. sure absolutely um i'm pretty sure there's country beef going on out there but eh, yeah I'm maybe sure. so yeah you, you um, but yeah, no, some I agree polka, with you, man. Some polka I, I love I love electronic music, but I'm just very selective of it. I like I love like house and techno. I really hate dubstep music, so like I'm very picky when it comes to it. But if it's done right, it's amazing. Um, if you really want to know good um, electronic music, my boy Stevie Tomlinson, aka Dugatron, aka um, I don't know, I don't know what that last aka was gonna be, <laughs> but uh, Stevie. Uh, you know he's got. Uh, he knows a lot. Of, uh, he knows a lot about that stuff. And Stevie, I gotta apologize, man. 
I realized I hadn't heard Charlie XCX's album. I know that's your favorite, and he said the album is awesome. Oh yeah, and I forgot to listen to it, but maybe I'll do a uh, you know a, you a review of that. it later on uh, down the road because I do trust your taste in music, and I'm sure it's amazing. So yeah, yeah. I remember you told me about that album. I haven't checked it out either, but I mean, she usually makes a bop. So. She's she's super yeah. super super talented and super unique and uh, uh, forward pushing um, the craft. So. I'm a big fan of hers. E-Man, what was that song, or what was the band that I was going to play up for the fucking outro on today? It was your first. Was it The Sacred Souls, or was, was the it? Very first, or the second one on your. Oh, Great on Purpose. Great on Purpose. Let's see. Yeah, Let's she's a rapper, fem, well, femcee from the UK. Great on. Um, yeah, I heard Tremendous. That's her name. Oh, yep, I there got you. Go. And then. Let's, let's go see. with In This World of World. Oh, we got to switch back to our. Uh, that's the one. And then in this world, the world. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up because it's been a very long one, but we're so happy to be back. Thank you guys for being patient with us. Um, we are excited to bring you more interesting and uh, unique perspectives coming into this new year. Um, so, yeah, um, without further ado, here's Tremendous. And what was the track? In this world of world. In this uh, world, world of the world. In this world. Let me make sure my volume is up so I don't flub it or mess with the AUGS chord. Yeah, here is in this world or or, or of, of the, the world. world. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Peace. So much nowadays, I don't even say ouch. Head first off this ledge, wanna see what God sees. God fearing woman in some fear of God jeans. Can't reach, so I stretch. God in my meds, might be great to the world, but I'm still trash to my ex. Go through bullshit in my life, but I got peace at my death. And yeah, I said what I mean, but I didn't mean what I said. Am I in the world or of the world? Why such a brand fan? Look like a black girl, but spend like a madman. Worldly possessions to the forefront on my pedestal. Watch you do the same to be the first event and ridicule in the world or of the world. What's my position? Act like I don't care, but yet I rap with such conviction. You'd be so happy if you wasn't so sad. I'd probably be a gospel rapper if I wasn't so bad. Want to live life like a body? If I jump off this ledge, will you catch me? Thinking out loud like a madman. Said I'm talking to God, I'm my hands free. Shackles to tie, why my hands free? Freedom to fight like we are late. Thinking out loud like a madman. Well, fit rise up so we can live. The world, who'd I prioritize? Lost in full of flesh of those. I'd never want to be the wife of the low key, but in the title, I'd accept the role to juggle all my options. I invested in a separate phone. She washy answers when you ask me things so simple.